0: Hello, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick A podcast. My name is Joel Moran, and I'm here with Ripper Brown, Angie Velez, and Joe Dells. And it's now episode 322. In this episode, we're going to talk about Dames Bucks' debut, KD versus LeBron, the drama between the Sixers and Harden, redraft the awful 2020 NBA draft, and give our best bets for NFL week eight nba season is underway every team i believe to this point has played their first game of the nba season so you know we're gonna react to some of the best moments of opening day you how you guys want, doing you don't want
1: to talk about celtics next today
0: you know Dallas, they didn't feel a need we okay. were robbed
1: oh that jalen brunson uh four-point play was you definitely got hoed definitely got hoed
2: but he gave him the tech right Yes. That was weird. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. four. That was win. weird as shit, though. Give him a tech was kind of crazy. I'm feeling good,
1: though, man. Feeling good. NBA is underway. We got a full week at NFL. Now now it's really busy time. Like, I felt like before, a month ago, we were busy with just NFL and had the fantasy reaction. Now that NBA is here, it's like, there's no off nights.
2: There's shit going on every single night. I feel amazing, man. I feel like anaconda. Just shedding my skin, and now I'm back in the form. Okay. I'm okay. here.
1: Wow, man. Must be exciting to see Cam Reddish getting burned.
2: No, fuck that. Did you see Cade?
1: Yeah, he also okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, camera man. Yeah. You, you know what? You know what? You have a you had an agenda, and it was odd because you know what's I, funny? What
3: you're gonna say is absolute bullshit. Because I told you my opinion on Gabe Vincent.
2: No, 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 no. But it was at that moment you were tw- you were tweeting, you tweeted and texted at me. The you tweet t- I knew with yeah, your you tweeted it me okay. on Twitter, and then you texted me. And as I'm watch, I'm doing Which it. I, all I said is, I was like, yo, he let, Cam, Riv, can you some... please tell your boy Cam to fuck? Yeah, make so Yeah, so yeah, I went to go yeah, look yeah. at the box score, and I was like, wait the fuck a minute. Gabe Vincent's like 0 for 5. Here's dude. the thing we Something. had
3: when I was on River Academy. I said to him straight up, I'm just like, yo, I don't I don't love Gabe Vincent in our offense, especially if he's not going to
2: hit shots. Yeah. As of right now, I desperately miss Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. Whoa. Cam ain't going to get no minutes when Van don't get back. Gabe's still going to get minutes. So you yeah, he played 35 minutes last night. Yeah, you got to figure that wow. apart. He had
3: all right moments, but for the majority, bro, if you're not going to knock down shots, what good are you to yeah. me? Yeah, I'm with you.
1: Oh, so the Suns' backup guards were playing just as good as yours, honestly, if not better. Go to him, man. <laughs>
2: he fake <laughs> Eric Gordon was whipping you. was. He <laughs> Eric was. Eric Gordon
0: was inefficient as hell.
2: That's what he is. Yes, he's a shot chucker. Yeah, you live or die with it, but he—it was some moves. He yelling at the ref, he want, like he was going crazy. He got tech for that. I was, like, that was sure best did. Tech. I gave him a tech too. Where the fuck you? We were going recording
3: the fantasy reaction while the game was going on, and the comments—they were not <laughs> even about football. <laughs> it was just Straight all Lakers. about Lakers. Yeah, that Lakers was a sock,
2: Lakers yeah. hell. That
1: yeah. like, it was, was funny. Yeah. Why are you doing it like that?
3: Yo, tongue it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: God, that is crazy. Let's yeah. yeah. see what that was. We oh could have just God. picked up the drink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that ass. He wanted. He no, wanted he, us. To he, talk you us know what's funny? I, I do that a lot. though. when we're like, if I have a drink, I do that a lot. And you yeah. look just, in just, other people's eyes. Yeah, while you this is do just that? the first time you have ever caught me. I do that a shit ton of times. That's really some sicko shit. Horny guy. looking at us.
1: What you got there? Colada.
3: Yeah, culada. Coladas are good. Great, amazing. Strawberry culada is top two in it. Got my throat tingling. I'll be honest. Oh yeah, it's a little tangy.
1: Are you a coffee guy?
3: No, not um. I'm airing your ass out. Drinking that while you have arguably the worst mouth in the game, and I say that talking about his teeth, uh, is crazy.
1: Worst mouth in the worst game is crazy.
3: <laughs> Riv, Riv was t- uh, talking to me about all the shit he needs to to get done to to his teeth. Yeah, and he's still out here drinking the sugary ass shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm,
0: I'm not surprised.
3: Oh, let him stop.
0: Can't stop living, man. Come on. <laughs> I mean, at
1: this point, the teeth
0: got to get done. At so this, if it, if at it this gets point,
1: worse, yeah, it's not, like... it really can't get worse. You know what I'm saying? So they going to get fixed So let anyway. me ask
3: you a question, guys. Uh, you're addicted to smoking for like 20 years, okay. right? Doctor comes to you, like, listen, one more cigarette. One more cooked. But you love smoking, right? You f- can't stop. will not oh, stop. Well,
2: that's different. The fact that I started cigarettes is crazy in the first place. And then they didn't tell me I'm going to die. Well, you're, what if that's, your teeth just No, locked? it's like saying you got to stop no. smoking cigarettes
1: oh. on March 15th. And they tell you on like February 15th. Are you gonna keep smoking for three
2: weeks, then quit, or stop right then and there? That's basically what. Rip's if this doing. was like, if this was like month eight, I would understand you. This is only like I'm only a month in.
3: Listen, it's I only air you out because I've been trying to take care of you for as long as I've been on the show, and I'm you a fucking ignore man. Me. Yeah,
2: no, I yeah. can tell. And, and you <laughs> put
1: five salts in your fucking McDonald's French fries.
3: Five, doing that. five salts in his fries <laughs> and McNuggets. <laughs> he puts eight sugars in his hot doing that chocolate. Also, you
2: how many sugars uh, is it now? Three.
0: It's better than before. That's they, a five. That's a five sugar drop. Hold. No, eight's insane.
3: The thing is, it's already it's, sugary as, as fuck. fuck when you yeah. get yeah. it. Couldn't taste it. You might <laughs> <laughs> have COVID, bro. Like I don't know what else to tell you. You might it. be
2: sick. You might uh, be legitimately ill. Well, listen, man. I would cut it down to three. Sooner or later, I'm just gonna cut it down to not drinking them at all. Okay. Process. That's good. It takes time, man. Cool, lot of- these though, I can't. I can't tell y'all stop. Nah, these shits too good, man. Once now, a month.
0: The Next podcast, we are all going to wear costumes. So, right now, you're probably watching the YouTube. You're I'm like, I'm feeling the same. Drew is the only guy dressed up. I, I thought that Drew it was, was going to join me. He did not answer the group chat. Dell said flat out no. I think it's because he didn't want to wear a Cowboys jersey on a podcast. True. Because he's Tony Romo for Halloween. And the Cowboys, <laughs> my girls being my girls a Cowboys
1: my girls a Cowboys cheerleader before
3: I get some hate. I'm a
2: substitute teacher. that Hurts, we still here, man. Costume, man.
3: I'm wearing my costume on Monday, like the original plan was supposed to be. The original plan was we were going to record on Halloween, but now we're going to start recording on Mondays. Uh, that's also an FYI. Uh, and when did we talk about this? This was weeks ago. I don't remember. So I, do, I do
1: remember talking about that, but I didn't know we ever came to resolution. The
0: biggest thing is just recording on Mondays because that's when NFL stuff is the freshest. So. Not giving you guys time to wait for us to drop. Okay. okay. After Sunday, Monday, we're dropping. We're going to
1: have an episode. Well, What if it. we have a primetime Monday night game? We're we still going to drop? Like, what if we get, you know.
2: Well, this game. week is, next week is Chargers and Yeah, bears. Chargers, so we're Chargers good. and we're, Bears. So, we're good, so bears. So so we're good, good for that. that fast. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, like, if we get another Cowboys, Niners type.
2: We adjust. We might have I to. I mean, to that was reconsider. an ass whipping, so yeah. we could still miss that, true. too, you know. True, true, true. Talk. Yeah, so we'll, you know, we adjust how we adjust. <laughs> or we'll
3: just talk about it next podcast, if it's a big, big thing. Because I was already talking about it. I was just like, yeah, bro, I'm about to show up, no beard. I'm, I'm really getting right for, for Halloween. And then you, I I walk in, and I see you look, one, you look cool as fuck. Look fantastic. Thank you great, you great, look great, cool great, as great hell. Great costume, great costume.
0: You know, this costume was very last minute. Because I'm actually going to be Felix from Encanto. That's my real costume. Hall but of Fame. My stuff hasn't come for it yet, so I got the Ted Lasso. But, you know, I thought it was fitting. Because... There's this false narrative about me that I'm this hater. It's not no false. So I said it's I'm gonna statements. I'm gonna dress up as the most positive guy there is, Ted so Lasso, because I'm as positive as there is. I you know I evaluate the game. I and give so my two cents. I'm honest, but you know I always sprinkle in that positivity. If it's, on whatever Here's, I do. Here
3: here are the only list of teams slash players you are positive with: Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. and the list. Jordan Love. No. You, I even thought you were a little bit critical of him uh after the which Broncos. game was it? That no, not the Broncos game. He was giving a pass. Yes. Oh, look, a Hall of Fame quarterback's <laughs> even saying you didn't play that. Was time. it Detroit? Uh, no. Was it Detroit? It was after the Raiders game. Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. Raiders was his worst yeah. game. Raiders definitely
0: his worst game. Hey, listen, all I'ma say about Jordan Love, I mean, listen, I critique all the guys you talked about. I've done critique Zach a million times. I don't know. I've critiqued he him he a million just, times. He always, he always comes back. He, he always, always comes no back. There's no wrong with that. I'm guys. a Jets fan. I'm going to always man, come fact. back to
3: my original players. This Luka Doncic. somebody like that. I will add Luka to that list for I've sure. I've critiqued Luka before, too. I, that's not true.
0: That's 100% a fact. That's Drew. not a fact. I can bring. I can,
3: <laughs> no, you've actually. I
2: can, I can hold bring. I said the bad for a time. You've actually. That's <laughs> Cap. You've
0: Ever. That's Cap.
2: Of course I'm going to trust in Dallas Mavericks. They got Luka Exactly. What more do they need? You told us you love glazing That's facts. I do. I'd rather glaze Luka Doncic before Markie
0: Smart. Y'all fail to realize that the offseason, the Knicks got Jalen Brunson. Why did I say Brunson will become a star? Because he's going to be maximized without playing with Luka. That's, it's hard. Not, I, that's, not, that's said, not critiquing, come on, say, Saying it's hard to play with a player, is that not being critical of the player? It's <laughs> hard to play with him.
2: have been picking his shit right I've
0: now. Did, I, I've said it's hard to play with Luka a million times. All right, then That right, doesn't take away from his greatness. Then right
3: now say that Luka Doncic is a glorified James Harden.
0: Luca is a better James Harden. He's
3: a glorified James Harden.
0: Glorified James Harden. And yeah, I could understand that, but here's the thing. Here we go. I never thought the criticism on Houston Harden was fair. I always defended Harden. I so, know. but the the only thing that pisses me off about the Luca stuff is that Luca is playing in a similar way to James Harden and now I feel like people are starting to kind of, you know, hate him for the way he complains to refs and stuff. Valid. But he's been somebody that gets praised, and James Harden got knocked. All the way, all the way through. But I always defended James Harden the way he played. I, I never thought, I, I never had a problem with it.
3: So why am I going to just hate on Luca because they hated on Harden? We're not I'm hating not on Luca. We're just, again, we're analyzing and we're uh, giving our analysis. That's all it comes down. to. You for.
0: know, I, that's why I got Ted Lasso because you know, very Good. positive day. Even though today I do got a list for uh, the top five industry plant NBA players. Yeah, you sure?
2: right? It was something in my eye, uh, ah. in my right eye. <laughs> It's fucking with me. Do you got a Halloween costume? Huh? You got a Halloween costume? He's fine for his life. I my damn I'll Halloween be honest. I'm, I'm kind of on a Dell strain right here. I don't really got shit. Probably just going to put on a jersey, call it Deck. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'll be Jalen Hurts. I'll be Justin Fields. Or Jason
0: Tatum. I don't think you can pass for Jalen Hurts, Dells. No, I don't think
2: I have anyone I can pass as. Oh, shit. I'll be honest.
1: Austin Reeves. I don't have an Austin Reeves jersey. Unless
0: you come into the show with a, a way that is... Uh, a paint that's can't been canceled.
2: Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Uh, man, moving on Jesus to the first topic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Guys, what's your bucket list, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let's let's hear this. Uh, let's hear what your you call a, it? Industry, uh, industry uh, plans. Industry Start it up, man.
0: Okay, so the first topic of the show was going to be about how the NBA hypes up these young players a ton. And uh, the question was, does the NBA go too far in hyping up young players we saw it with Zion. The Pelicans got a bunch of nationally televised games this first year. He was hurt, so we didn't get to see him play. And now they're doing the same thing with Victor. We all are fans of Victor at this table, but uh, what they're doing is a bit too much. He was in foul trouble the first game of the season, and they, they kept showing up his stat line for like yeah. 20 minutes of the game when he wasn't even playing. So I, I think the NBA does go too far in hyping up these young players, and I think it they – place unrealistic expectations on them. Like, Victor, you know, Chris Broussard said if he's not a top three player of all time, he's failed, you know. But that got me thinking about NBA industry plants because, you know, who are players at the NBA places that are part of this hype machine? And I don't have any star players, ironically, but I got a list. I have a list. I I do have an all-star starter. So... These are my NBA top five industry plans that I've seen in my lifetime. Number five, I'm going with Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, after his rookie year, he averaged 15 points per game in the playoffs. He was untradeable in James Harden discussions. <laughs> this, this guy was getting an insane amount of hype. Jack Harlow made a song about him. Joel, it, that's industry plan. Can I
2: ask you a question? Yeah. Were you part of that hype after the bubble?
0: Tyler Hero? Yeah. I always thought R.J. Barrett was better.
2: Okay. You know that. Wanna, Did there, you? Yes. I, that's, what, that's what I'm thinking, because it
0: was Third a Third year, I switched. Somebody Second year, no. After the rookie year, no. I somebody
2: on this J podcast was, was hyping him up. I just don't remember who. No, the answer is Joel. I did not have. You were a
3: huge Tyler Hero guy when me and Riv were pretty adamant. He's like, he's all right. I don't think that's true. No, maybe.
0: <laughs> <no, wait. laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. Number four, baby. Number four, I'm going with Andrew Wiggins. One of the biggest industry plant moments I've seen in my <laughs> lifetime. He got voted into the All-Star Game that as a starter by fun. K-pop fans. And this is not to discredit his game. These players are good NBA players. But All-Star starter, that's one of the biggest industry plant moments I've ever seen. It's
2: also the West was just weak that year. That was an amazing uh, year for me. The yeah, you were lit. Steph, I think Steph won uh, All-Star Game MVP that year. Yeah. Oh, man. And he won the finals. Yeah. And Wiggins was the second best player on that team. And he locked up a certain guy. So it was a perfectly perfectly executed (laughs) industry plant moment. Yes, sir. If that's the case. Good industry plant moment right there.
3: I'll tell you what. If number one is not who I'm thinking, this list. Number
0: one might be who you're thinking. All
3: right. Go ahead. Number three. It's none other than
0: Austin Reeves. Mm, he's, all, he's already getting a superstar whistle. At least last year he got a superstar whistle. <laughs> he has a great performance. ESPN is saying this is Austin Reeves getting ready after his great night. He was um, generational. The, 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 generation. uh, the yeah. amount of hype this dude received. He was getting more attention than actual stars. Desert. There's no, no doubt in my mind. It's, it's industry plant. He's I'm the cool, face though. of the industry plant. I love him. Number two, Lonzo Ball. I'm going with Lonzo Ball at number two. That's
2: interesting. I'd I like to hear this.
0: Lonzo Ball, before he played an NBA <sighs> oh, game, yeah, 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 he yeah. got his own shoes. For sure, for sure. Yeah. He had his own TV well, that, show. That's because of, of his pops. You I he was, you're saying right now. He was selling out summer league arenas. Out Now, I'll say a lot of the hype he around him. He was awesome. He was awesome. awesome. But th- I'm not saying these dudes not awesome. Lonzo was awesome. And a lot of the hype was because of his dad. Uh, his dad was on TV. His dad on, on top of, of him, being
3: <laughs> an absolute bucket. Correct.
0: Yes. But we had a ton of hype for Lonzo. He's a six-seven Steph Curry. This guy can shoot from forty feet. I he mean, was awesome. there was a bunch of hot takes on Lonzo. He was the Oregon. next Jason
3: Kidd. Was he U C? He played for U C. Yeah, was it, it against was Baylor? Kentucky. Was it no Kentucky? Darren would bust his ass. No, it
2: was. They played twice. Was
3: it Baylor or was it uh, Oregon that he hit that step back from the logo? Stood there. Know.
2: All I know is Lonzo Ball had top 10 aura ever coming out of Lonzo <laughs> did. <laughs>
3: Lonzo. Lonzo Ball got
0: more hyped up, I think, in my opinion, than like Zion Williamson coming into the draft. Probably
2: gym. did.
0: I think you can even shit. compare it to the Wemby hype right now. Lonzo was a movement. I mean, he still has a huge following because of that movement coming yeah. into the NBA. And number one... I'm going, I'm riding with my home team, New York Knicks. Yep. I'm going with Jeremy Lin. Has to be Jeremy one. Lin is the biggest industry plant, NBA industry plant was, of all time.
1: Man, he was so amazing, bro, for that week. <laughs> he weeks. has two he was weeks. weeks. <laughs> so great. That was a tough two weeks.
0: Hey, you know what makes him even more of an industry plant? After that season with the Knicks, who is the team he signs with? The Lakers? He signs with the Houston Rockets, uh, the biggest Asian fan base because of Yao Ming. He mm, signs with the Rockets. That's a good point.
1: That's a good point.
2: He just he brought so much life to that Knicks team. Every matchup he, he had, he geeked it. Him versus LeBron. Him yeah. versus Kobe. Him versus d He like, did bust, that he three did against bust Toronto, the Lakers ass bro. in
1: that run. <laughs> that three against Toronto, I'll never forget it. That was...
0: that was With well, like 0. .5 seconds left yeah, on the clock. Bro just pulled it. Dang. I don't think people realize how big Sanity was, was at the moment. We had a
1: documentary bro. about it.
0: Yeah, Lynn Sanity was the biggest hype
3: i I was tuning into Knicks games every night because of him. It's the actual truth. I really liked basketball. I had never been so glued to a television Me too. watching yeah, that Yeah,
1: for shit.
2: sure. She was, aura.
3: He was lit, though. He was. Like, you could call these industry plants, but like you said already, these are really great moments still in the NBA. Jeremy Lynn is... An all-time great moment, at least for me as a for fan. Sure. For Is sure. There,
2: there's, a, there's a video of Austin Reeves in preseason flopping and nobody touched him. Oh, I saw. <laughs> <Yeah>. I saw. <laughs> I lost the fuck out of me. He's sick.
3: He only shot he throw re-throws last night. Did he Did he get a lot of calls? He really hasn't been He's that aggressive.
2: There? That's been the issue.
3: Word. That's really been the issue.
0: Are there any other industry plans I'm missing? I was thinking about putting Mo Bamba on here because he had the, the song. song but, like, he didn't get any hype as a player. Mm-hmm. It was just the song that Sheck yeah. West made.
2: I guess you could say Zion to a degree. Zion. got an obscene amount of plant. hype. Did. Um, but there's
1: a difference between industry plant and hype, no?
2: Jabari and Andrew, I think. If you're gonna say Andrew you can say Jabari too, coming out, industry plant. That hurt because they were yeah. fire. Yeah. Um industry plant. I'm trying to think of some underrated ones. It's hard. It's because a lot of these guys get a lot of hype coming out regardless. Mm-hmm. But the ones like like Lonzo, it's hard to find another Lonzo in high school. Like probably the closest would be like Mikey. But he obviously might not play in college. But yeah. in terms of high school, like he's already making millions. Yeah. He was on every overtime, like like all that. So, But it's hard to find like Lonzo. I like, guess you could say LaMelo would be the next one up because he was getting that same hype. But damn, it's hard. To
0: the LaMelo hype wasn't even close to the Lonzo. In, in tw- exactly. That, tw-
2: was still, that was insane hype, in too. In
3: 21 games, however many games he played in his rookie season, the process, Joel Embiid. When that first started, obviously Embiid did play amazing in his own right. Yeah. But he was taking the league by storm. Oh, Ben Simmons low-key, too. I was just about to say Simmons.
2: Low-key. He just went to LSU just because. Yep. Yep, just to get to the league. Yeah, industry plants, man. I respect it. They didn't even go to the tourney. They didn't make it. That's crazy. (laughs) They weren't good
3: at all. (laughs) The thing is, (laughs) you don't have to be, I don't know, man. If you're the number one overall pick, you should get your team to the tourney. I mean, Markel got Washington Anthony Edwards didn't do
0: it with Georgia.
3: Markel Fultz
2: got him there.
0: It's because they choose to go to schools that aren't that competitive. I actually don't think... Cade
2: went did. to
3: Oklahoma State? No,
2: he turned them up. I know. Yeah, they were, he turned them up. They mm-hmm. were mid. He turned them up pretty good. They were top three seed, weren't they? I don't think they were top three. They were like top seven, eight. They were probably like a mid-seed, like a mid-level seed. They almost won the uh, conference tournament. It was just Cade. Nah, it's up. Yeah, he's great. It's up in it's stuck. Now.
0: What do you think about the Wemby hype, though, right now?
3: <laughs> to you me... read about that, I saw. Who, me? Yeah, yeah. Well, all I said really was... I, To to what Joel was saying. He was out of the game and they were still showing his stats. But that being said, he still was in the moments where he was in the game really good and showed moments of why you are buying into the Wemby hype has has a couple of, Well, had the one block unfortunately early in the game but late in late down the stretch in the fourth quarter they were getting him the rock he was still getting his buckets what he made that? it a close game with the mavericks to me it got to a point where he was looking for the ball and they weren't getting to him give him the rock he was the hot hand at that point in time he was really driving them down the stretch of the game so it was it was pretty unfortunate that we didn't get to see a full yeah. game from him because of the foul trouble but again we we don't have to to overreact or hate on him uh, just because you want him to be the next coming of Jesus Christ or because that's how it's being perceived to you as that he is going to be this next great talent in the league. Listen, in night one, he already showed you some flashes of who people think that he can be. And it was against the Mavericks team, going up against Derek Lively, mm-hmm. who needs some acknowledgement in his own right. He played himself a great ball game as well. But Wemby. Played himself and had himself a very good debut, in my opinion. Just needs to clean up, be less aggressive in terms of not fouling as much, being a, just being a little bit more conservative on that side of the ball. But other than that, we saw some great things from Wemby, knocking down some shots. Of course, the the dribbling is really what amazes you when you watch Victor at seven five. The fact that he can handle the ball that he does. But again, I'm glad that we saw the statistic of Tim Duncan in his first game and Wemby in his first game. And the difference is, Tim Duncan was a grown man. He did four years in college, if I'm not mistaken. Wemby did one year of playing in France, and then, of course, got drafted to the NBA. He's much younger at this point in time. They had the exact same stat line in terms of points and rebounds. So, let's give him a break, especially to have that stat line when you were on the bench for a good portion of the game. That's pretty great.
0: That's an industry plan moment. It's now the industry I'm having like, the same m- stats as Tim Duncan is crazy.
3: <laughs> 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 I
2: think it's um it's big shoes to fill when you come into the Tim Duncan's franchise. No matter who you are, like he is the embodiment of consistent. You know he's probably one of the eight greatest players in NBA history. You know, undisputed. He's one of the few guys that has like a pretty strong stranglehold on his position, being the best at the uh, best of the best. So just to, first of all, to, just to start with that, like coming in. Having to fill those shoes for Wimby, I mean for Tim Duncan, that in itself is already something to do. And then now you're also being propped as you have to be one of the five, ten greatest players in NBA history. You know that's an, that's another type of adversity you got to fight. But like Drew mentioned, you know it's one game. Obviously the fans were there. The scene. it was sometimes where the fans were booing because he didn't get the ball. But I think like the Spurs in general, you know especially when you watch the team, they kind of felt the way about it. like the, we we don't ha- we don't just have Wimby. You know, we have other good players, and they wanted to show that that's that night, point, and they really. did. They showed that. Vassell was great. Keldon was great. Jones had his moment. Zach Collins, Collins was great yo, at the rim. Sure. You know, like, they, uh, Jeremy Sohan was great, and that Draymond Green-like role. Like, they have a lot of good players, and that's just what—they don't want it to just be too Wemby-centric, and I know it will be. Unfortunately, that's just how uh, NBA is, how people are. They're just going to gear onto him, but the Spurs in general have a good team, and— You know, Wemby is obviously the guy that's going to lock this team. But, you know, he played well. You know, he he has to adjust to the NBA. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Derek Lively on the other end, he played amazing too in his first start as a rookie in the NBA. You know, you got to give him credit. He went up against the hype train and he played he was playing. Well. He was playing better. What's it? For Sixteen por- and ten yeah, in the of, debut? portions of the game. 10, you more points yeah.
1: <laughs> than he ever scored in college.
2: <laughs> yeah, college, His career high in college was thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> college is. Uh, you it's, know, it's it's, it's an outdated type yeah. of thing. That's but Wemby played well for in my in my standards. Wemby played well.
1: Yeah, he did, and I think there's that's where you kind of see the difference between like what the team thinks and what TV is going to do, right? Because at the end of the day, ESPN or whatever platform is going to have Wemby, they want to show him off, right? Like he he has been this number one pick. He's been getting hyped for years, so. Well, we're there, and like I'll be honest, I mean, I didn't watch any Spurs games last year. Like, who, who am I really going to sit down locking on the Spurs? But of course, first game of the season, I want to see Victor, right? And I'm sure there's a bunch of people who either weren't tuned into the Spurs last year, who are NBA fans, or maybe they're Spurs fans who haven't been tuned into the team because they haven't been that competitive over the last couple of seasons. Um, and now they're going and finally seeing the Spurs team. There has hype there, so understand why ESPN is out there, you know, putting his stat line out there because. Of course, you still have Luca and Kyrie on the opposing side, and they're phenomenal in their own right. But Victor's just been getting a different type of hype. Like, he's been up there with the Zions and, you know, the LeBrons of the world over these last, you know, 10 to 20 years in terms of prospects. Um, so I think that's just more than anything, just TV, just trying to be TV and trying to be entertaining. Because we know Victor, when he was on the court, like you mentioned, Drew, he he was phenomenal, right? Especially in that fourth quarter, he was hitting pull up shots. He was hitting multiple three pointers. I mean, there was times that as a rookie, he looked he looked very comfortable out there, right? For his first game, I was very impressed. Just fact fact. with his feel for the game more than anything, he looked very smooth. He didn't really look out of place. Um, specifically in that fourth quarter, I'm saying because he just it it was hard for him to get a rhythm because he was constantly getting foul trouble. Even happened. Early in the fourth quarter, he got put in the game, and he immediately got a foul, like a minute in. And he went from four fouls to five fouls. Pop took him out. Then he put him back in, you know, down the stretch. And that's when he really got comfortable. Um, but Victor looked good. In my opinion, he looked really good. Um, so I'm excited to see, you know, how, how he continues going forward. It's just really that the silly fouls he can't commit. He, mm-hmm. has, to, he has to remember, like, you are the most valuable person on this team. If you're going to be in foul trouble every night, the Spurs aren't going to win a lot of games.
0: Luka Doncic. Um, I don't know if y'all seen what he did.
2: We watched the game, buddy.
0: But uh, he now was that three was nuts. That he three was looking was as deep. good as yeah. gravy on biscuits. Okay, he was phenomenal. And w- what did I say? What was my take? Clutch player of the year award. Luka Doncic winning it. Great start to that award. Great start had, to that chase.
1: I'll,
2: also, I'll I don't give a fuck a about start. that. Award. That's a
0: great pick. No, that's a great I, pick. I, I wish
2: it doesn't. I hope. But it's, it's gonna not. be Luka gonna Doncic. Maybe playoffs. That's the, That's he's the He's getting back to the playoffs. They're gonna give it to him.
0: Because because what, no, that He's the seed. He's not okay, going to be the okay, just sure. Because it was
3: last He's year. Gonna He's going to propel gonna
0: this young team, Dells. You saw Derek Lively. He's, He's ready for the moment. I'm going to be
3: honest. Great. I don't want to talk about Luca. I want to still talk about Wemby. Uh, <laughs> there was a few times where I felt just throw it up to to Wemby. He's near the basket. He has such a height advantage over the rest of these guys. Put him in a position. We only saw what once, twice. So he he has that size advantage kind of throw it up to him and I saw this picture on Twitter Uh and it, and it honestly summarized what I felt a little bit towards the towards the end of the game where it was when LeBron first came in to the league and it's the the three clips of the guy saying ah we don't need that guy he's not gonna he's not Carlos gonna come in Carlos and cha- change too much yeah Boozer and those the other two Ricky Miles and so I'm just like, it felt like that to a degree like to, to what you were kind of alluding to saying it's like hey we're a good team we we're not Going to be Victor centric, but in moments like that, sometimes you got to put pride aside. He was killing. There was a chance for them to take this game. Of course, Luca was special. He sealed the Killed deal for the Mavericks. But, but that's what I'm saying. Get him the rock. Let him do his thing. He's drafted to be the cornerstone, the franchise guy. Whether you think that you can hoop or not, put that aside. You got to understand that my job here is to do a role. We saw Vassell look excellent. That's another takeaway. Devin Vassell was excellent against the Mavericks he's
0: Chris Middleton 2.0
3: but when it comes down to the stretch of, of, of games and <laughs> and it comes down to the stretch of games and Victor is cooking the way that he is I understand that he's a rookie and you want to ease him into things and you want to you know allow him to to understand the the culture of the NBA it gets to a point where you need to put pride aside and let him do his thing
1: see how flexible he is Have you see seen that clip that was going around him stretching and shit Bro, shit was There's insane. a lot of yoga. Did you see you the... You do a split. You, you have see to. the picture of five? Bro, split you have is to. basically from that wall to that wall. Shit was nuts.
0: Did you uh, see the picture his, uh, of Derek? Uh, okay. <laughs> 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 Who was it? Derek Jones Jr. kicking him in the face?
1: Yes. Yeah, that was crazy.
3: Yes. I don't know if I saw that. Yes, that was crazy.
0: That was hilarious. <laughs> did he actually get kicked in the face? It,
3: I mean, the or picture... Or did it just look picture, like it picture, in the picture? The picture most definitely looked like he got kicked in the face.
0: The Spurs are an awesome team. They're an awesome young team. I understand what you're saying, I think as they play more games, they'll understand that. Just because right now, it's more so like, you know, you got to prove yourself still. We Agreed. can't – Wemby can't just come here and then it's like Keldon and Vassell. Like, okay, this our guy. We're going to go through him. Like, he still has to earn that, that spot and earn that uh, – he has to earn that top guy spot on the team still, which I think he'll do relatively quickly. But the Spurs are a good young team, and that's why I think they definitely have a chance – to be competitive for a are playing you, are spot.
2: You, are you going to talk about um, Luca but not talk about the Dallas defense? You're, like, you're not going to say anything at all about it? Derek Lively, it? When
0: he, his minutes were good. His minutes were great. The defense and defense his minutes. Defense is a were five great.
2: man thing. I know, but like, in so his minutes. Gonna, great. So you're not going to speak on it. There
0: were the three, three defense, players that not, really
3: stepped up for the Mavericks and it got them the win.
0: The defense for me, I don't think it's going to be a top 10 That's unit. It.
3: Top 10. You, I don't, think it's no, be I say 15? I don't
0: think it's no, so going to be. you think it's going to be top 15? Probably not. Their offense is going to win them games. It will be. Uh, yeah, I'm Luke not moved Kyle by Spurs the Spurs,
2: but I understand what you're saying. The Spurs are
0: they a good team. They almost lost that game. Yeah.
1: Like, and, and, <laughs> the, and the
0: Heat almost lost to the Pistons. this opening night. Yeah, yeah, everybody's well, playing close tonight, games. So. Uh, what, I, what I'm telling the you is The Hornets beat the Hawks. We're here. Brandon Miller played better than Scoop, by the way. He did. Saying. Scoop was getting guarded by Kawhi. I'll be honest. It was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Imagine that. Imagine that. Open night. Did you guys see DeAndre in opening night?
2: Oh, I, I, watched I wish I didn't. I, didn't I, did. I wish I didn't. He's not good, bro. He had bro. four shots? <laughs> he, he got in foul trouble pretty early, and mm-hmm. it was useless. Is he uh, better than Nurkic? No. Actually, Zubak outplayed him significantly bad. I was going to say Nurkic got his beat last night.
3: My He did.
0: Opening night, though, Nurkic was huge. He was fire. Yes.
2: I'm, I'm here just fucking around. He, he Nur- got Nurkic, yesterday. He's
0: just going to give you effort. I think DeAndre is going to get benched for Rob Will. I don't know when it's going to happen, but at some point this season... I think Robu will be the starter for them. Yeah. He is better than him. He's better. An is not good. I, I don't like An I, I like because he just—he's very or- talented. Killed
3: the aura of the Suns last season. <laughs> he <laughs> he just looks like he doesn't give a shit. He's, like, he's very, very talented,
0: just... but he doesn't take advantage of it, and that's yeah. my biggest knock with him. You know th- what you talking? You were talking about Dallas and their defense Wait, you last year. It. I didn't ignore it. I just didn't get to my point. The Kings were first in offensive rating, they had a bottom 20 defense. They were the third seed. They're first on exit. The Mavericks that won't be that won't be Luka Doncic's
3: it's been Luka twice in his Luka career. The and then
0: he made the conference finals. And then the year after, how do you follow up a great performance in the
3: playoffs? You <laughs> Look, go and you don't make the fucking playoffs. It's not his fault that they it's didn't the bring back right? Jalen Brunson. It's
2: a team thing. It's bro. defense all right. Last year, down the stretch, defense, right? right Luca right, right, was it, hurt it,
3: too,
0: you know. There was a, just a lot of, you know, Stuff going on, know, last feel, year. I feel, I feel. and they blatantly they could have made the play in. They blatantly tanked down the stretch.
2: No, the they could have fought for the play in. They didn't. They didn't. They could have fought. It's a different. They could have tried to get a play in okay. spot. They but were, they, and then they know, actively tanked. Yeah, because they realized fighting and for that, if they would have got just, the play in. No, they, they actively
0: tanked because the pick would have went to the Knicks, and I'm saying. Yeah. Tanking ultimately got them Derek Lively. I uh, think no. they're fine,
1: and they would have got the eight seed and played the
0: Nuggets in round one. And probably got swept. Would have been a good series because as long as you got Luca, it's going to be a good series. Maybe 5 Maybe I've had five.
3: enough. What damn. do you mean?
0: What series has not been a good You've Luka watched series? Three
2: series? He's played three playoff series. No, he hasn't. He's it's played no, five. No, no, he's played five. He's played Clippers five. twice Play, and yeah.
0: then the WCF run yeah, five series total. Pardon to me. He's three five. runs. You've seen three runs. Three
2: runs. That's what it's. You've seen three runs. Five playoff series. Two, two, three. Are those three series? runs not one enough run. for Another you to one, know one,
0: who you know. Luca is in the playoffs? Luca We know who Luca is. Unfortunately, in the playoffs,
2: the Warriors. Except against the Warriors, correct. The Suns choked, and then the Clippers beat him twice. So
0: he's just not going. We, we're not going to credit Luca for beating up the Suns so bad in Game Seven. The Suns had to write an apology to their fans. <laughs> that's how that's yeah, how yeah, bad no. Luca smoked them in that's Game the, no, Seven. No, I'm glad that you is. brought
2: it up because you're a Suns fan. You, you now, so you not back then. Now. Oh, you, Big ass fan. He looker. loves Luca. There's something not right here, man. Yeah, no, that no, was a no. gets on me about that all the time. <laughs> be- he Beating like the Suns was fire. I'll, I'll be honest. I loved it. I yeah, loved it. All <laughs> I'm
0: saying is that it's possible for a team that's that's a bad defense to make the playoffs. We saw it with the yeah. Kings
3: last year. Yeah, but as it long, they were also the, playoffs, the most healthiest. I can't say I loved it. I can't say I loved it, but it was good to watch.
1: But for Luca now, it's not about making the playoffs. Like it's Luca. Like we're looking talking about it as the top 3
0: 4 player in the world.
2: You gotta remember the Kings caught everybody by surprise and they were the healthiest team in the West last year. So
0: the Mavs need to be if they're healthy this year and they get a lot against Luka and Kyrie, well, I think they will make it. it was either one or they two. They were healthy yeah, as well. Yeah, said.
2: they're both were healthy. So like, and even then they won they won they were third seed, but they were like three games ahead of the sixth seed. So they weren't like this top notch like every 3 to 8 was relatively yeah. close.
0: That's always going to be the West though. The yeah. final standings well, is not always last be year, a cause cause couple Dallas, games back uh, from each other. Dallas
2: was like 12 seed. Okay.
0: Yeah. <sighs> it's funny cuz <'cause sighs>
3: 2 and 3 last year were first round exits. Seeding True. means nothing.
0: It's true. In this day and age. Last
2: year? Yeah. Last
3: year, two and three. First round. Oh, exits. facts, facts. Warriors, facts, Lakers. Facts.
2: Yeah, you had to know.
0: The biggest debut, I think, that we've seen in opening week was Dame's debut with the Bucks. That's the biggest one. Incredible. And Dame showed out. He had 39 points, eight rebounds, four assists. He didn't give Bucks fans a sneak peek, he gave them the entire movie in terms of what they should expect from him. The biggest knock with the Bucs these past couple of years, and even though they won a championship this way, was the fact that Giannis is their best player, but he's not their closer. Mm -hmm. Chris Middleton will close out games. Now, Dame is going to close out games. There's no question about that. And, you know, I, I don't think Giannis gets enough credit for this, but Giannis is the most unselfish teammate there is. Him and Steph Curry are right up there, one and two. I was waiting for With that. Like, <laughs> of course, I saw I saw you know, his eyes in the back that, of my you know? eyes. I saw him I looking for, at I'm me just in just a certain for the type Steph of way. so we're here. We're I, you here. know, Steph. Of course, he's the most unselfish player. That's why he let Kevin Durant come and be the better player in those two finals. The jab doesn't want. move me. We're here. It's not a jab. It's just yeah. the truth. Yeah. No, That's a, it's just the truth. It's just the truth. I think Giannis embracing Dame in the way he's embracing him, saying that I told him this is his team. I don't care about what the media says. I don't care about what anybody says. I told him personally, this is his team. Now, whether or not we believe it or not, Giannis has made this transition as comfortable as possible for Dame. And, and I think it's the biggest reason why this can be one of the best duels we've seen in terms of superstar parents. Because their games match each other perfectly. We saw that opening night. Dame even said in an interview with Chris Haynes before the game that... You know, it's been on record that I said this is the guy I wanted to play with. Our games match perfectly, and I felt like we saw that. This is going to be one of the funnest duels to watch in the NBA. I, I don't care about the track record that other duels may have. I think currently this is the best one, and Dame in his first game really showed out in a big-time way.
2: I think it's it's something to say to where, you know, you mentioned him being unselfish. When, when have we ever seen probably a top-two player in the world give his team to a guy who's probably not even in the same tier as him. Like, it's never – it's probably like when Steph did it, him and Kevin Rant was in the same tier. You know, when LeBron and D-Wade did it, D-Wade at that time was like a top five player in the world. This is a situation where you got probably either in some people's eyes the best or the second best to most people in the league to a point where it's a guy who's probably like between French the 8th to 12th, yeah. you know, range. And he's openly saying, this is your team. You can have this team. I just want to win another championship. And that goes to, show, like you mentioned, uh, Giannis's unselfishness and the fact that he just wants to win. And, you know, we saw a sneak peek of it against Philly. You know, Dame wasn't his best in the first quarter. Giannis looked like he was taking charge in the first and then Giannis let Dame get loose. And when Dame got loose, there was nothing Philly can do. And I, that pick and roll is dangerous. Unbelievable. You know? like it's uh, it, I don't know how you're going to stop it, you know, unless you got a backline defender and then you can just switch or something like that. I don't know how you're going to stop it. But that Dame and Giannis pick and roll, the Dame and Brooke Lopez pick and roll, Dame and whatever pick and roll is always working. But that team... If you got Brooke, you got the pick and pop. If you got Giannis, you got the strong roller. Or you just got a menacing big body Derrick Henry coming down to you. He's going to either dunk it or lay it up. And then Giannis is still his. See, that was kind of a slight. It was, for sure. But Giannis is still his dominating self. And then the team, you know, when Chris Middleton gets off minutes restriction, you still have Brooke Lopez who looks fine. You know, oh, Jay Crowder was getting in. Jay Crowder was solid. You know, I saw some. Uh, champ minutes, he, he, looked good minutes. In, yeah, he looked good in his minutes. So they're going to need that extra J crowd, and they're going to need all that because they're pretty top-heavy. But um, Dame was amazing. You know, 14 in the last three, four minutes of the fourth quarter. You know, he came up big, came up clutch. And the Bucs, this is what's going to be the Bucs. They're going to rely on their two guys, and the rest of the guys are just going to have to follow suit. But like you mentioned, this is probably talent-wise, easily the best duo in the league. Like, I don't think any duo is close. I think you
3: saw it down the stretch of the game when Giannis had that and one. You see Damian Lillard go up to Giannis, chest bump him. In that moment, you, f- you could just feel Damian Lillard understanding, I'm playing with the best player that i play with in my career. And this was night one that you saw down the stretch. It was either Giannis or it was Dame. And for a majority, it was Damian Lillard. A lot of what I said prior to the season starting was, the team needed a go-to scoring option. And Damian Lillard was the second best statistically in that category last season. We know Damian Lillard's track record. He is one of the better scorers in the NBA. And you pair him next to one of the best I say two way. Obviously we know he's not a versatile offensive player, talking about Giannis. He's primarily gonna get to the cup. The, one of the most dominant forces this game's ever seen. But on the defensive side of the ball, we saw that yesterday too. He was he was very active, blocking shots. They he took they, the to, challenge they, and beat too. Which and honestly he won very comfortably. That's what he he made Embiid look very disgruntled. He made him feel uncomfortable. We saw Embiid kind of get his towards the end. But, again, he was playing a little too lackadaisical for my like, and we talked about that before the show. How do you turn the ball over where you're trying to make a cool tap pass uh, to to swing the ball to the top of the key. You turn the ball over and you just stand still. You're not even moving. The game was very much in reach. You were up eight points at one point in that fourth quarter. You let Dame, uh, you let Dame and the Milwaukee Bucks gain all the momentum and they, they they were able to to come away with the win. But this is going to be all season long. The Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo show. They're going to eat offensively. I loved what I saw from Damian Lillard and I fully anticipate it going on all season.
1: It's definitely scary when Giannis Bro's can be right the second now. best player on a team and they still end up winning against the Sixers team, even without James Harden. I mean, Tyrese Maxey played his ass off. He, w- he was phenomenal last night. Giannis, I mean, he had seven turnovers. He was 10 for 22, three for nine from the line. Like, this was not a good Giannis game. And Damian Lillard in the fourth quarter, Joel mentioned it. They it, First of all, it was it's pretty amazing that they did win that championship when they didn't have like a top-tier shot creator in those crunch time moments in the fourth quarter. And watching Dame and last night, just just hit three after three, mm. step back, like everything. Just I was I was hmm. sick. I was sick to my stomach. I was rooting for the Sixers first time in my life. I was like, <laughs> I need this to happen. But you know, Dame got 17 free throws. The NBA couldn't let that happen on uh, on their on his debut. Uh, but not nah, seriously. I mean, this is why. I mean, everyone was so high on the, on the Dame trade, and how could you not be like this pairing? In theory, worked perfectly, and we've seen it for the first time. And Dame just looked you know, like a perfect love next to Giannis. And we're going to have games where Giannis is not terrible and turns the ball over seven times, and they skill, still put up 117 points against the Sixers team. So Damian Lillard more or less did what he's been doing his whole career. Now he's just on a team that has legitimate chance to win the finals. So um, for my Boston Celtics, I'm glad we got some, some good guards on the perimeter and Drew Holiday and Derek White because it's going to be a handful to guard those two. Let me
3: ask you guys this question. Is there a way that Damian Lillard can become the best point guard in basketball at the end of this season?
0: No.
1: no.
3: <laughs> Milwaukee wins a championship. Three. He's the finals MVP. He's better than Steph. He averages Luca. 30 on the way there.
0: Uh, Steph Curry has done that as the main guy.
3: Agreed. Uh, but again, we're talking about by the end of this season, the way that we understand rankings can move. We just saw SGA go from, let's say, a top 30 player to a top 10 player. If Damian Lillard goes and, again, averages 30, continues to close out, yeah, but it's hard to. I'm move posing from the question. Who, who? wins a the finals? There's only one person that could take step spot. And that's Luka. Yeah. But again, what if Dame continuously dominates offensively, goes and has a championship run, is finals MVP?
1: You're talking about him possibly winning MVP of the regular season, that's, too. At that point, he's going to be the best point guard. But not league. necessarily. I think it's easier to jump from 30 to 10 than 10 to like top three. Know what I mean? That's basically, who's that's what who's what? What? That's what what SGA doing. in the top ten?
0: ESPN ranked them top that's ten. That's true. He's probably he's he's not like, well, a top no, ten. You player. understand what I'm saying? Yeah, French
3: top right. ten. I'm just saying you, how drastic of a jump. Where do you, where do you have see. Dame right now? Like 10? Dame right now is a Fringe ten. Yeah, you he's have a top 10. At three. He's a top five player, most
2: definitely. So you you're saying Dame would have to statistically he would have to take five
3: five spots. That's a lot, which isn't crazy. We've seen players do that. It's five, but the the guys
1: he's
2: jumping are. And you would also be a hoping coach. for a Steph decline. Again,
3: and I'm not saying that this is a foregone conclusion. I'm asking, is there a scenario where we can see? I'm saying yes. There he is would, a scenario I can I mean, see. We're
1: talking about him in MVP conversation for the regular season, mm-hmm. winning the finals. The only way I can see season. that
2: is if Steph declines.
0: But the scenario that you're seeing right now, you're you're seeing a perfect scenario. That's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's Dame having an MVP-like regular season. That's the Bucks being one of the best teams in the NBA. That's the Bucs basically... Cruise into the finals, and then in the finals, cruise into that win, and Dame being better than Giannis in all of that.
3: And that's, and of course, game one, the matchup was there in terms of, on the defensive side of the ball, it's Joel Embiid. Giannis is still going to get his, but again, if you have the mismatch that you do on the perimeter with the Damian Lillard, it's going to be a night-to-night thing where we see Damian Lillard have the nights that we had last night, and then, of course, Giannis having the mismatch, he's going to go get his. I'm not saying that Damian Lillard is a... Well, maybe you could have the argument that he could, he will be in the running for an MVP, to, in the MVP race. But again, let's not overreact to night one where he dropped almost forty points. That's not going to be a night to night thing. But I do firmly think that if we see him go on this crazy run in the regular season, consistently do what he does, but he that we know that he can do, go into the playoffs. They are championship team, and he's Finals MVP. I'm I'm saying. That that is the scenario we yeah. see him become the best guard in the I don't game. Know, but
1: you can make that argument for I mean just about anyone if they have an MVP type season. Well, I'm go just to saying the finals, there's a more the likely case. I think Steph there's a more point, likely
3: case that Dame can do it over a lot of the guys my, in the league. Uh,
0: I think Steph at this point has reached that level in his career where I'm fine with that. Amongst yeah. point guards, he's pretty much untouchable. Like,
2: yeah, four chips. I the just finals think MVP. like for because like you you but mentioned that, untouchable.
3: Yeah. But people were putting Luka over him so comfortably a couple seasons. That's all, it, That's all I'm saying. Killing me. That's all I'm saying. But then
2: people did it with Dame when Steph was agreed. But and but and shit exa- people get bored, especially like we putting, we Josh Josh the off season shit too. People get bored. I'm definitely not going to be Allen over Mahomes
1: three years ago, and I, I'm like, it, it, how did I ever it agreed, just, agree? It's obviously you
2: know? for clickbait. I just think like for that for that perfect scenario to happen, like we're expecting a Steph decline because Steph is going to have an MVP like regular season. Steph is going to play great in the playoffs. It just the Bucks are a better team than the Warriors, so probably go farther. Yeah. For sure, 100% go farther. I just think nothing that Dame is the player. Dame is the player he's going to be for the rest of his career at this point. Steph is the player he's going to be. Dame isn't a better player than Steph. So unless he does, unless he becomes an elite defender, an elite playmaker, there should be nothing in the numbers to change your mind because you already know in your mind at this moment, Steph is a better player than Dame. And it's not like neither one can really get better at their apex.
0: And we have to also see Dame play elite-level basketball past the first round of the playoffs. To this point in his career, post-first round, his stats declined drastically. Now, with Giannis, he should go back to the norm. But a the a series with the Boston Celtics where you have Drew Holiday, you have Tatum, you have Jalen Brown, and Derek
3: White that you can all throw at Dame.
0: Which is why yeah, will I he say handle that series? very
3: perfectly. It's going to be series where similar to the LeBron and AD run in 2020. There was, there was half the series where we saw LeBron be the best. There was half the series where we saw Anthony Davis be the best. That's the luxury you have when you have two top ten players. Now, in that series versus Celtics, who needs to be the best player on the Boston Celtics? It needs to be Giannis Antetokounmpo. There's no one that can really guard Giannis at this point in time on the Boston Celtics. So no. for for me in that scenario where Dame's still going to get his the defensive matchup's definitely tougher on Dame than it is Giannis that's when Dame knows that the pick and roll needs to be primarily centered around Giannis. Historically though we've done a good job guarding
1: Giannis in terms of efficiency. Like he's going to put Doing up the his heat, numbers for sure. Yeah, yeah but you we yep. you know given like Al is has been really good against him, now we have KP there so Giannis of course is going to get his 25 to 35 every night against us but it's a matter can we make it difficult can it be inefficient because and Also
2: you don't be idiots. Idiots. Huh? You also can't be idiots. That would be my number one rule for the Celtics team. Yeah. But I I don't
0: think what you're saying
2: is crazy because what you're saying is basically
0: what happened back in 2017 when KD went to the Warriors. LeBron was the better player, but KD had two straight finals runs where he outdoed LeBron. He was better than him in those series. He won finals MVP and he was ranked ahead of LeBron in the following seasons. And that segues to the LeBron versus KD recap because this is the first time we've seen these two face off in the last five years. Christmas Day, and the more I think about it, you know, I was very skeptical on the in-season tournament idea. I've never seen it come into fruition. I, I didn't understand how it was going to work. But looking at it right now, the in-season tournament might be the greatest idea the NBA has ever come up with for the sole reason that, you're fighting for a championship in the regular season. It's not going to count like the NBA championship at the end of the playoffs, but this is the healthiest we're going to see these teams. The in-season tournament starts a week from now. LeBron and KD, the Suns versus Lakers, are in a group together. We're going to get a ton of marquee matchups, matchups. The Bucks and the Heat are in a group together. We're getting these teams at the very healthiest at the beginning of the season. This is arguably the best basketball we're going to get all season, even though, you know, the playoffs matter much more, but in the playoffs, there might be injuries to key teams at key positions, where right now this is the healthiest they're gonna be and this this might be the greatest basketball we're gonna see in the NBA. It's
1: about the intensity of those games though. Like are we gonna are they gonna bring the same intensity you're bringing in a conference championship or any sport in the playoffs that they will in the regular season game? I think that'll that'll be the difference. Are we sure game.
2: about that? Because Book already Book and Beal already just missed yeah. last night's game, which would have been a great game. You know, Harden, he's not injured, but he couldn't be there for Book the first time. Book
3: missing
2: game. wow. I say he's gonna miss two games. Which was uh, he wasn't supposed to. He was doubtful. He was he was questionable for the Warriors. He was, he was. 50-50 with yeah. the
3: Warriors, but again, he was able to close out. He played. He uh, amazing. He looked pretty yeah, damn looked fucking fine to me. Fine yeah. to me. He the intensity.
0: Retweeted. The intensity point is a, is a good argument, but LeBron and KD played last night, and I thought the intensity. Yeah, and LeBron played yeah.
3: thirty five minutes. LeBron twenty eight whatever he played the first game. LeBron went up to Darwin and said, "Listen, Coach, I'm good to go the entire 4th. You, you don't have to worry about that. I know the, the moment right now. It's been five years since I played against this guy, and this guy has been killing us all night. I can give you all 12 in the fourth. I can give you that because I understand the moment. And LeBron James stepped up to the plate, and he did his absolute thing down the stretch. Uh, we saw Kevin Durant in the first three quarters. And honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm on Twitter, I was I was trolling a good amount. Of course, you know how I get when it comes to Kevin Durant. And the first, I'll say the, the second and third quarter specifically, Kevin Durant was unbelievable in that third quarter. He could not miss a shot. Had 28, I believe, going into that fourth quarter. And what really was the key difference in the game down the stretch was LeBron James being on the court. We understand the drastic difference that we've seen in both game 1 and game 2 with the Nuggets and the Suns. Nuggets and the Suns when they're when he's on the court and off the court. The Lakers are a completely different team. It was great to see Anthony Davis go and drop thirty last night, be aggressive all game long. But really the difference was when LeBron was on the court, his aggressiveness, his ability to get to the basket, him to be able to do that in year twenty one at such a elite efficient rate is still so mind boggling to me. And it was it was really
2: When is that ever gonna end, right? <laughs> When is it going to end, right?
3: Remember, LeBron's 30 years old. How much more of this shit are we going to be We only got got a few more years left. That was the greatest tweet (laughs) ever. No, I'll tell you what. As a LeBron fan, it is the greatest tweet ever because almost a decade (laughs) later, that tweet still rings true because he can still play an entire quarter down the stretch, only played four less minutes than Kevin Durant in this game. And down the stretch of the game, LeBron outplayed Kevin Durant. For Kevin Durant being the best player on the court for the entirety of the game, In that fourth quarter, LeBron and the Los Angeles Lakers were able to take care of the basketball, took efficient, clean shots, and just were able to just take control of the game down the stretch of it. Kevin Durant missed five shots late in that fourth quarter, did turn the ball over twice, but again, he was facing some unbelievable coverage. We were throwing triple teams at him. He had to do a lot, but that's what it had to be. Mm -hmm. Now, coming away with the win was obviously big, especially with no book and no Beal would have been inexcusable, but it was great to know that in year 21, that when we still need LeBron James to go into that bag, he can. My concern becomes, I don't need this to be a nightly thing. It, it can't be. We talked about it on Riv Academy. It can't be the fact that LeBron in year 21 is your number one option. That's why it was great to see Anthony Davis get back to being his, his dominant self on the offensive side of the ball. But we know that it's a consistency issue with with Anthony so, so Davis.
2: Drew, the question is, when is Ham going to decide to run plays for Reeves or run the offense You, you know rim? what's so funny you say Instead that? Instead
3: I was actually gonna text this to you. Darwin is reminding me of Steve Kerr right now. Trolling? He's fucking around. You think he's trolling? He's fucking Steve around. Steve Kerr, Picori I don't Joseph say he's here. trolling. Here's the thing: we call it trolling. I, I genuinely believe he doesn't know what lineups work right now. So right now, he's just throwing shit You're together. Also a bit banged up too. And the one thing that's been I understand, but but don't at the same time is we've lacked three point shooting. You mentioned five it five threes last threes night. Last yeah. night. Cam Reddish missed a ton of threes. Gabe Vinson has missed a ton of threes. I've been saying this. When are we going to give Max Christie a shot? Right. Because he's one of the better three-point shooters Might on well our try team. Him out. Let him, if you're going to fuck around with lineups now, why not let Max Christie get some run? I think Austin's going to be okay. It's, it's a mindset thing with Austin. He's not asserting himself as much. I think that once the game goes on, we'll see... That'll go hand-in-hand with LeBron playing less minutes and Austin Reeves being at the helm of the point and really starting to initiate. That's something
2: we haven't seen so far. I think there's a difference, though. I think, like, when we talk about Anthony Davis, right, we talk about his lack of aggressiveness. It's not because his coach doesn't put him in position to succeed. It's just because he's not aggressive. With Reeves, I don't think Ham is giving him the right opportunities to kind of run the off. Like, we thought this offseason Reeves was going to get more opportunities on ball as a pick-and-roll ball handle as a playmaker. He... He right now is being deferred, basically to D-Lo. Like D-Lo is seeing a lot of Most offense, definitely. and it's like we saw D-Lo. We know what D-Lo is. Like honestly, you should probably bring him off the bench, really let him be that. I microwave, thought that would be the, yeah, the game. Be that microwave scorer, and I, you know, we're, we're you know, it's only game two, so it's not too big. But we're expecting Reeves to kind of take that leap as a primary ball handler for this Laker team. But um, just to talk about the game for a little bit, it's hard to take away anything because once again, Book didn't play. Beal was probably not – he didn't play, so it's another game he missed. So it's hard to take away, but Kevin Durant was amazing for sure. You know, Definitely. that's what – top ten players get paid for a reason, and this is what you get paid for. When your guys are out, you have to come and perform. For the most part, Kevin Durant did. Did he fuck up at the end? Sure, yeah. it happens. But, like you mentioned, he was seeing – terrifying defenses. Pretty much it was five on one. The All the defenders was looking at him. It was tough to overcome, but he kept that team in the game. He kept them fighting. They was up at a point, too, so he had them winning the game. And that's all you can ask for, a guy that's missing probably the best player on his team and then the third best player on his team. The main creators on the team, too, Devin Booker and Beal, are probably going to be the primary ball handlers anyways. So Kevin Durant's probably going to play off them. So you're missing those two guys. You have Eric Gordon, who's not really a playmaker. a Akogi also. Pretty much a bunch of non-dribblers, if we're being honest. Definitely. So Kevin Durant was out there pretty much doing what he can do. And then he didn't get much help from Nurkic. You know, AD's a tough matchup for him in general. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So it's like, you know, the backs was against the wall. Lakers definitely should have and did win this game. You know, but I don't take... Like, I'm not going to really talk too much about the Suns because, once again, we haven't seen them. Until we can see them in full form, you know, we can't really give an analysis. Like, the best I can say is they're probably going to be scary when Beal and Book come back because they won against the Warriors. They almost beat you guys without both the guys. Yeah, so they're it's up like, 12 going into the Yeah, field. so, like, getting those two back, they're probably going to be scary. But um, the Lakers, man, they just – it's really a hand thing. Just figure out your rotations, figure out the offense. It should be LeBron, A.D., Reeves. And then if that doesn't work, go right back to the top, start over. You know, same thing with Warriors do. When Steph don't get open, he just run back around and figure it out. Clay don't get open and run back around. If not, Steph, Iso. You know, so, you know, you just got to figure that out. Rotations, clock management, shit like that. Um,
3: real quick, I saw a friend of the show, Jokic Joestar. Uh, Joestar excuse me. Uh, he tweeted, over under, how many games do we see KD, Devin Booker, Bradley Bill play together? What's the, what's the line? The line was 40 and a half. 40-and-a-half? Oh, my God. That's embarrassing. I, I to be, be honest better. with you, I'm taking the under. 40-and-a-half for all three of them? They're already 0-and-2. Oh we're already 0-and-2 oh oh two. Two yeah. going into That's the season. That's embarrassing, though. And the, the one who is the worry of the three we're is deep. the guy who's played both
2: games. Yeah, <laughs> That's facts. <a> fact. <laughs> I is.
0: think
3: at this point...
0: Beal is the war really. it's,
2: it's his back, right? He has like it's a his back. back. What yeah, when just was that, when did that happen? He just it happened playing?
0: in Washington, but I think coming into this Austin he got surgery on it. He was playing. So they're just they're just monitoring him. They're not trying to oh, okay, okay. They're, they're not trying to be impatient with him, just make sure he's hundred percent. But uh I, I'm not worried about K D, man, because I think his injuries really have been like unlucky, unfortunate yeah, injuries. Sure. It hasn't his, been the
2: problem he'd be having long injuries, like he'd yes. be out for a
3: while. Yeah, well, the MCL sprain... That was, that was I don't, a couple months. I was gonna say I, I don't know if he that, bumped, that was
0: unlucky. I think he bumped knees with somebody.
2: Little ass leg. And, and then he, the one that, that he slipped. Pre-game. Yeah, yeah. slip was crazy. That was that. I'll give you was that was crazy. unfortunate.
0: That's why for me, I don't know. I think you're right. I mean, there is an injury concern with KD. You know what, man? I'm, I'm gonna trust the Suns, man. I'm
3: gonna go over 40 and a half. Well, it's not a matter of trusting them. I think they're a good team. Yeah. It's a matter of are we gonna see them on the court together at the same time? I feel like that
2: D book one was a rest one.
3: I think. Yeah, honestly, Lee's going to have to check into that one. They, they, they said to. they were, I believe. They should. That was a rest one. He I, th- I think that's why yeah. they
1: said he's out two games because they would be like, it's not just this nationally televised game. He's also going to miss Saturday whenever they play.
2: He, he just had third.
3: Like, at least we got KD versus LeBron, and LeBron played the entire fourth. So, entertainment wise, it was great. It greater. was a great game. But Booker not being there was definitely questionable.
0: But but don't you think that, you know, what you just said about how they said D Book is going to be out the next two games? Because we kind of assume it is a resting. That's why I think in the offseason, the rules the NBA made for load management were stupid because there's no way you can enforce it. You, you can't enforce players playing the game if they don't feel well. If they don't feel like their body can go out there or they want to rest, the teams are going to protect them at all costs because they they're paying them a yeah. ton of money. So they don't want to
3: risk their assets Getting injured. You remember like, yeah. when Jordan used to play all eighty two every single season. You he's a that? freak. You remember Something that yeah. Wrong with him, Yeah. You remember yeah. that. Yeah. I missed different days. times. Yeah. You miss wasn't even days. there. Uh, no. We're I, not ju- not I just popped were. out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> no. He's a way.
2: Jordan, but Jordan was a sicko. Kobe would have did it too. Kobe probably did it a lot too. Kobe yeah. just it's, uh, they had different types. LeBron of, in yeah. year eighteen played all eighty two. That's good for LeBron. You
3: gonna tell me like these kids can't play more than seventy games? Do you actually do you actually think that?
0: Shortening the regular season is gonna help with
3: it. I don't wanna see that. I think it because history books at that point, you that's it. That's the last chapter. You close it and you put it away. It depends
1: over. on how how shortened. like if you turn it from eighty two to seventy, it's probably not gonna do enough. Seventy is still a shit ton of games, and there's no way I mean the NBA is never gonna to agree to and a you, seventy games. And game you only anyway. add it
3: to intensity, like you just said, this that's is the best fact. basketball that we're gonna see we play in with too. the with the in-season tournament. Again, that adds to the intensity.
2: We just we just we we see baseball players play 160. Football just added another game like you can't be the one sport that's like, "Ah, no, nah, we're going to shorten the season" because yeah. you're like, "What are we doing now?"
1: It's cuz I mean, the NBA is just so long. Baseball and NBA have the same problem which is the regular season is so long, so like game to game it just it doesn't matter a lot. Even though at the end of the season like we've seen just this past year like the 3 and 6 seed it is only a couple of games, but it's hard to have that same sense of urgency when it's like a game in January and D books, like my ankle's not right. You're not thinking about that. Three games at the end of the season. You're like, we don't want this minor ankle injury. He twisted again. Now he's out for a month. Like,
2: cause if I was me and I'm not an NBA player, I don't have an NBA body, but if I was like a top five point guard, thank you, bro. If I was like a top five point guard in the league. And I'm like, Oh, I got John Morant today. Oh, I got Trey Young on Wednesday. I'm coming to play. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm locking. I want to go out and show you out why I'm really better than this nigga. Like, for real, for real. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to show you on Wednesday why well, I'm going to kill him, too. Yeah. I got Steph on Friday. I'm going to show. Like, that's just a me thing. So, I feel like they should have that. Like, I feel like the young guys do for sure. Like, they have the mentality. Like, I don't see Tatum really missing games because he's sitting out. He's usually probably just yeah, hurt. Uh, Aunt Edwards is another one. SGA, he was just, he, he loves to Locked the play. in, facts. Yeah, he just be hurt for real, so. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe I guess it's to protect the asset, which I understand they do pay these guys a shit ton of money. And back in the day, you know, you saw Scottie Pipp's contract, they wasn't getting no real bread. <laughs> so, you know, I guess it's a different time. But I would love to see guys play more games. Scotty did fold though. He
3: did. They told him not to sign it. He did. He, did. he needed money. I respect I it. Get it too, yeah. I think
0: the biggest concern with shortening the NBA season is that you might have the same problem if you shorten it. Like if you shorten it twenty games and it's now sixty-two games, you still might have players resting. I think maybe the NBA should adopt an MLB-like format where we just seen the Suns and Lakers play. Okay, the Suns travel to the Lakers. They played yesterday, but they're going to play again tomorrow. And you stay in that city for the series, and then the Lakers travel into Phoenix. That's like a one-hour flight at most. You go play Phoenix. You play them at home. And they do it like that. Instead of traveling to yeah. L.A. and then having to travel to New York or yeah. having Should to the, da- travel to Houston are, or to Dallas. The
2: L.A. teams would be at home for three months because they yeah, all just, I yeah. yeah. got Lakers this week. We got the Clippers, <laughs> the Clippers next week. Way, I don't yeah. got to go nowhere. Just But the, the traveling does fuck their bodies up too. So I understand that. Uh, just,
1: just to get back to this game for a second, um, like you mentioned, Riv, I don't have a lot of takeaways from the Sun side because you're missing your two guys. This is Kevin Durant and, you know, Josh Okogie, Nuggets is like a lottery team if without these other two guys. Um, the Lakers though is interesting because we had Darvin Ham come out after the first game and say LeBron we're, were like eyeing to play him twenty to thirty minutes a night. Um, and in theory that works, but when they're going up against top competition like the Nuggets, the Suns, even though they're missing their top two guys. It's going to be hard to keep that minutes restriction, right? We saw it in that Nuggets game. When you guys made that run in the fourth quarter, it was a lot of LeBron James. He sits down and then, you know, they balloon the lead. They go up whatever it was, 10, 12 points. And then the game is kind of out of reach at that point in the fourth quarter. Um, Same thing here, except the opposite where, you know, you were down going into that fourth quarter. You end up outscoring them by 17 in the fourth. You hold them to 11 points in that fourth quarter. And again, that was because LeBron James is on the court. So, when you're going up against, you know, like the Detroits and the San Antonios of the world, where you have that luxury of playing LeBron James 20 to 30 minutes a night and you could still have a double digit victory, that's great. But when you're going to be going up against other playoff teams, I don't think the Lakers are going to have that ability to just be like, you know what, LeBron, you're at 30 minutes. We just started the fourth quarter. We got to sit you for seven minutes before you get out there because you're going to end up losing some of those games and you don't want that first round, you know, have to go up against you know uh, nuggets or uh, suns or something like that if you fall too far in the standings.
3: One thing I will say that actually was intriguing to me was Darwin decided to save a good amount of his timeouts for that fourth quarter. Understanding rest. that LeBron James was going to go for that whole fourth, hey, we're going to we're going to run you the whole fourth, but periodically we're going to use these timeouts strategically so that way you get a timed rest. So that way you can go towards the final end of the, the final stretch of the game. So if that's a trend that we start to see throughout the entirety of the season, that's very intriguing to me also. So that way, in our closing minutes, in, in, in the most important time of the game, we have the best player on the court.
0: I think it was a bit alarming that the Lakers only beat the Suns by five, and they couldn't shoot. Katie had a stinker fourth quarter. And the minutes when Katie was not on the court were brutal for the Suns. I mean, that's the worst they could not break. do anything offensively. That's when the Lakers would make their runs. And then as soon as KD came back in the game, they would get hot and then they would come back in it. The Lakers, I think it is about getting better three point shooters out there. I think Max Christie is better than Cam Reddish. I think Cam Reddish has done a solid job this year. There's no doubt, but I think Max Christie deserves an opportunity. You guys shot 17% from three. It needs to get better. I think Gabe Vincent will eventually come back. Yeah, He'll, he'll come back to the norm. Um, But I think it's really about just the other guys. I think Reeves will come back to the norm when he gets more opportunity. But for the Suns, my big takeaway for them is just I think they need another guy. They need another player that you actually trust. Because right now, Katie, Beal, and Booker, when they play, you trust them. Nurkic to an extent, although he can get exposed on defense. Indiana recently... Rick Carlisle talked about this. Rick Carlisle said to the media that he told TJ McConnell that there was no minutes for him because, you know, now Bruce Brown came in and they need to give those backup point guard minutes to Andrew Nemhard. And Rick Carlisle felt distraught about it. He told the media, I cried when I told TJ that he's not playing. Because <laughs> TJ really has been a heart a and guy? soul player yeah, yeah, yeah. for the Pacers. He's kind of been what Marcus Smart was to the Celtics. Of course, the Pacers haven't had that success, but TJ has been that guy for the Pacers. Their fans love Ooh. him. And I think yeah, nice. if if the Suns They'll can go man. and get TJ McConnell and he can be that guy to come off the bench for them, I, I think it can really set the tone and the pace for them and their second unit. How much, unit. How much help is And I feel for- like that's what they need. <laughs> that's right. that, that's, God, I think they need that. Damn,
2: you want to go out and get KD, get Bill. and you bring in Nergis. Yeah, come on. Damn. And yeah, you're you're TJ
0: T- 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 McConnell is the final, you final stone. It, you stone. told us this bench was legit.
2: You and John. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, their, their whole bench is starting. Yeah, you told us this bench was legit. You
0: told good. me it was legit too after they got Grayson Allen. You switched up too.
2: No, you told me before. You told me Goodwin was the one. You just been, been solid is the one. Good, <laughs> Goodwin
3: was solid. Uh, Goodwin uh, was solid. Go- Goodwin had a great yep. first half. Yep. I mean, He's I mean, supposed to bring the bull bowl, man. It's a Kogi. He's been good, too. Now, nah, Kogi actually sure. has been the... Goodwin's
2: lo- supposed to be the point guard, tone setter. What's going on? Mm.
0: He had 14 and six. He didn't. Okay.
3: But a, he, he wasn't bad. He went three for three in the first quarter. <laughs> he had six made buckets.
2: Grayson Allen I just
0: think we need another player. I think Goodwin's fine, but I, I think TJ, you know, you just trust him as much. Well, more. if TJ comes in,
2: Goodwin's on the bench. Yeah, he's DMP.
0: I honestly think Goodwin can take somebody's minutes. If Grayson Allen doesn't pick it up, he might take Grayson's minutes. I'll be
2: honest. I doubt he's... you. You, you I always doubt trust Grayson in the corner. More than Goodwin.
0: he's hasn't been good these first two games, Grayson.
2: Buddy, it's two games. I know. I ah, think he'll be better. He but just, Eric Gordon night. has been that good these last uh, two he games. He hasn't. Eric Gordon, he's a Eric bonafi- Gordon's probably a solidified player in their rotation. He is, though, yeah. Eric
0: Gordon's a bona fide shot chucker. He is a solidified player in he's rotation. Got minutes and shit. Yeah, but that's my good. worry, though, with the Suns' current bench is that when your second unit is led by Gordon, it's going to be a lot of shot but chucking. They're,
1: they're going to stagger those minutes between those three. Yeah, it's stars. Be books yes. starting this, uh, I guess on the,
3: on the opposite side of that, if D'Angelo Russell is our go to guy off the bench, it, that's, that's also going to be a. No, it that is lit, but at the same time, that's also going to be a lot of shot chucking too, which I feel like, though, in the second unit, you live with that. That's yeah. okay.
2: Yeah. That's the point of a. A second yes. unit guy. Like you need a make. bit
0: of a playmaking guy though too, because D'Lo can play make too.
3: He
2: can.
0: And Jordan Clark's even. You with Utah, seen that so far. These he was shot chucking, but he could do more than Gordon. Like Gordon doesn't look to do it
2: he's at all. Hold the shit. So, you know.
3: so let me ask you: You want the guards for the Lakers the the first team to be Gabe Reeves, LeBron, let's say Rui and and or Vando when he comes back, and Anthony Davis.
2: Shit, you can even go. Reeves, Braun, Ad, Prince, Vando. Prince okay. had a rough night last night. Okay, he did, but you know, just spot a shooter. And then man. depending on who we
3: play, that uh, that Prince and Christian Wood can can alternate because if we need more of a big presence, or
2: Vando and Wood. I don't know. St- starting LeBron, Vando, AD, and Wood is crazy. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, so, or you can you could put Gabe too because Gabe, I think, like you said, I think Gabe would come back. Like mm-hmm. I think he'll come back. Yeah. I think the shooting will come back. So you can start. You, you I just want shooting. I was gonna say at least Gabe still trusting himself. He's still taking the shots. Oh no, them shits are going up no matter yeah. what you <laughs> which. Say. Which is so, yeah. I'm again. I'm
3: fine with that. Mm-hmm. And Torian coming back down to our zero points yesterday was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. NFL
0: Week Eight this Sunday. You guys know, every podcast before Sunday, we're going to give our best picks, our best bets for Sunday. Last week was was pretty good. You know, I did great on the Detroit and Lions game.
2: Hey, Riv, you killed it last night. I told you I had a great jo- uh, Rev
0: Riv did his thing with the Josh Allen props, just taking everything over. Now, Mojo Fantasy right now, currently, I don't think they have 49ers and Bengals lines up. I wish they did because I, I would love to get Riv's Vive picks on that game. You know, I think we need to... We need to make that a segment every single show. Uh, Ribs what, what vibes are, What a Ribs
2: vibes pick of the week. I like that, man. That, that sounds good. But what games do we have, man? Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's, let's, let's talk about that Dallas and that Rams game, man. Let's lock in. Because it's a lot of... It could be a lot of fun offense, that game. A lot of stars, man. Cooper, CD. Uh, You got Matthew Stafford, Micah Parsons. You yeah, know, I think I'm blanking on somebody. No, I'm not. That is the stars.
0: They, they are the stars. I Listen... Rams and Cowboys, Motion Fantasy, Week 8 props. Cowboys off the bye week. I think Tony Pollard has a big-time day. Over 67.5 rushing yards. He hasn't hit that over in the last three games. But I think they need to implement him more. Mike McCarthy in offseason said they want to run the ball more. I think in this game... He's going to get a lot of touches. He's going to take advantage of it. And then I got CD Lamb, the other star on the Cowboys. Over five and a half receptions. He had seven against the Chargers. And off that buy, I think it's going to be a point of emphasis to get him the ball. So Pollard and CD, those are my two guys. I'm going well,
2: with. I'm a piggyback because, uh, like you mentioned, Dallas is coming off a of bye. And Dallas, what do I do, man? Over. And I'm going over on CD. Everything, man. It's over on his receptions, five point five, and over on his yards, sixty-five point five. CD. Coming off of, not, before the bye, he had a great week you know, against the Chargers. And I think C.D., man, he, he's been getting a lot of slight. Just the Cowboys offense in general this year. And I think he's going to have a big game. I think there's nobody in the Rams that can stop him. And he looks like he's going to get in that mode. And that's that's one of my boys. This is for sure 100% a vibes pick. I'm fine with that. C.D.
3: Lamb, uh, he had his get-right game against the Chargers. He, him and Dak Prescott, honestly. And Dak Prescott's line uh, of passing yards, it's 244 and a half, that definitely is intriguing to me and one that I feel as if I think we, we need to start to see Dak be a little bit more aggressive of pushing the ball downfield. We saw it a little bit versus the Chargers. Definitely, we, you look at that Jets game and that's probably his cleanest, most efficient game of the season. But where there were a, like a handful of opportunities with Dallas that you'd think that they would want back, I think for the majority we saw that offense Look the most, the second most cohesive that we've seen this season going up against the Rams' secondary. I know Spoon's definitely been a breakout player for them this season, but outside of that, there's no one really that I'm, I'm, if I'm Dallas, I'm over the top worried about. So I'm going over on Dak Prescott's passing yards and then over on Cooper Cup's receiving. I'm torn between the receptions and the receiving yards. Receiving yards, 84.5. I just think with last week, the way that we saw Cooper Cup limited the most that I've seen in the last. Two years, I know that we've seen him injured uh, a little bit in that time, but 84 and a half going up against this Cowboys secondary that has been a, a, been underwhelming since Trayvon has gone down. I feel very confident that Cooper can have a bounce back game. Next game Texans
0: at Panthers. Texans at Panthers battle the first overall and second overall picks. Bryce Young's versus CJ Stroud. Riv, what are you telling me about this? What's, what's your vibes for this game? Which your vibe picks?
2: Man, I'm telling you that the best quarterback in his draft is going to have a great day. Mm. And it starts with him going over on the passing touchdowns. <laughs> 1.5, we going over, baby. C.J. Stroud has been one of the best quarterbacks in this league. Obviously, he's not, he's not up there yet. He's a rookie. You know, you're going to have to see how you adjust. But so far, up until this point, he's been playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He has caught everybody off guard. He has been elite for this team. And Houston has been... Really good, and I think that's something you want to see. And then the Panthers have been one of the worst teams in this league. Bryce has been a little bit slow to start, and I think C.J. Stroud can have a big day. So I'm going over on his passing touchdowns, 1.5. And Mr. Dalton Schultz, who's hit this line four times out of six the last three games he's hit this line, he's been a bit of a safety blanket for C.J. Over 31.5 receiving yards. Y'all know where I'm going. It's never under in my life. I'm going over.
3: Uh, Dalton Schultz, anytime touchdowns. He scored a touchdown in three straight weeks. Let's We're make here. it four. Uh, my big line of the week is going to be Damian Pierce, 56 and a half rushing, going up against Carolina, one of the worst rush defenses in the National Football League. Honestly, any matchup I see versus Carolina, that running back is going to be one of those that I'm looking at uh, that I want to put some, some splash on. Mm. And Damian Pierce at 56 and a half, he should hit that one.
0: I'm going to go... With Riv on this one, I got the quarterback that's better having a better day. And we also have to recognize that he's in a better situation. Don't want to get too, you know, above in the negative energy. I'm Ted Lasso today, so I'm very positive. CJ (laughs) Shroud over 217 and a half passing yards. I'm gonna go under Bryce Young, 232 and a half passing yards. And you know what? I feel like this wide receiver. Has had a bit of a fluky start to the season, and I think he comes back down to earth, and it starts with this game. That's Adam Thielen. Mm. I'm going under on his he's receiving yards at Full. 66 and a half. He doesn't watch the fantasy
3: reaction, and it's showing me. Thielen's been eating. He caught, he caught him. No, no, he's done. He
0: Stephen Nelson. Stephen Nelson. Is one of them ones. I
3: need it to be understood that Adam Thielen is going to get forced. He's at. the only one that gets the ball. He's the but only he gets like person a game on happen. that team that does anything positive a as
0: Thielen a skill
2: position. He is. <laughs> I don't know. Thielen
0: is a garbage time stats. Hey,
2: listen, they're going to be in
0: garbage time. What if I told you guys that you had the opportunity this weekend to place four picks on the first touchdown score across four games and you could win $10,000 if you got all of them right?
3: I wouldn't fucking believe you if my life depended on it.
0: Mojo Fantasy got that available. You're kidding. Mojo Fantasy is the only DFS app that has this contest. You predict the first touchdown score across four contests. So now, Drew, do you got any first touchdown scorers that you're going with?
3: Here's the thing. Last week, I felt uber confident that Jalen Waddle would be that guy to get into the end zone. Going up against the Eagles, he had the back injury. It was unfortunate that that was the case. That He's just been in and out of the lineup. However, going up against New England, I think the game plan is going to be obvious if I am New England. Do everything in my power to limit Tyreek Hill. And the first time they matched up, they are probably the only team to really quote-unquote limit Tyreek the way that they did, but he still got into the end zone. I'm going back to my pick last week. I believe Jalen Waddell is the first touchdown in this game. They need to get him going in this offense, and I understand that he's been banged up a little bit, but he's ready. He's full go. I'm anticipating him to get into the end zone first.
0: Who are three more you're
3: going with? I'm going with Damian Pierce versus Carolina. That matchup is way too juicy, and all they need to do is just get near the vicinity of the red zone. I think that they can hand the ball off to a Damian Pierce and get there. Two other ones. I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley versus the Steelers. It might have to be a point of emphasis to get him going. I'm a big fan of Joey Porter and what he's been able to do so far this season. But I think that with moving Calvin Ridley around, I anticipate that Calvin can be a touchdown scorer and will be the first touchdown scorer in that game. And number four, the last touchdown that I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go George Kittle versus the Cincinnati Bengals. We've seen George Kittle, especially with Debo Samuel. Be a favorite target regardless, but I think that if Sam Darnold's gonna be at the quarterback spot, he's gonna try and go to a reliable option. And Iuk has been fantastic in his own right, but going up against Cincinnati, I'm fully anticipating that George Kittle can have himself a ball game and he gets the first touchdown.
0: Last week in week seven, these picks would have won you the first touchdown contest. Lamar Jackson got the first touchdown, Desmond Ritter, Deontay Foreman, JSN, Darren Waller, and Cortland Sutton. A lot of guys that is hard to predict That's outside true. of yep. Lamar, but that was a rushing touchdown. We go. I mean, Ritter, rushing touchdown, first time. So, you know what? You got to get a little bit creative with these picks, but I don't have the balls, too. So, I'm going to go with the top guns. I'm going with Travis Kelsey, yep. KC versus Denver. Hmm. I'm going with Garrett Wilson, our boy, versus the Giants. He's going to show out with scoring. the Jets. Jamar Chase in Cincinnati, him and Charverius work got a history of beef. I think Chase gets into the end zone first. And I'm going to go with the, uh, a friend of the show, Austin Eckler, LAC. Good you know, Good Chargers. Shout Out to I, I think he get, he bounces back this week. It's the first hey, touchdown.
2: Drew, let me ask you a question. Would you think that if a team loses a player of Justin Jefferson caliber, their offense would miss a beat, right? It should. It should, right? For sure. Well, Zay Flowers has been getting all the hype in the world. But another rookie over there in Minnesota Talk to him. has been doing his fucking thing. Shout out to Jordan Addison, man, who completely lit up the Niners defense. And that's my guy of the week. I'm going touch his first touchdown of the week against the Green Bay Packers. One of the most historic rivalries in that division. You know, Green Bay, Minnesota, they always go at it. And Kirk Cousins has been balling all year, looking like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I'm going Jordan Addison for a big touchdown. You know, he's been electric this year. He's been great in the big uh, play department. And he's been a sleeper and offensive rookie of the year. He may not win it, but his name definitely deserves to get mentioned in it.
0: Mojo fantasy is the only DFS app. You can enter this contest and this contest is completely free. Zero dollars. It's free. And you have a chance to win $10,000. There's no risk. Use code PAS and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Shout out to Mojo fantasy. I'm looking at the 2023 NFL draft listing and just. Are we panicking right now? Already panicking on the Chargers. Tell me if you're panicking because the Seahawks, with the 20th pick in this past draft, selected JSN. The Chargers selected Quentin Johnson. The next two picks, Zay Flowers to the Ravens and Jordan Addison to the Vikings. Should the Chargers be panicking right now because it's looking like they selected the worst wide receiver of the three in the first round.
1: Absolutely. They should be panicking. Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison. I mean, they hit the ground running damn near. They, Jordan they, Addison would great for them. Yeah, they look fantastic. It's just, there's just not a lot of comps out there that you draft a rookie in the first round. You have a quarterback of Justin Herbert's caliber too. And they struggled this mightily through seven, eight weeks of the season. And they just, you know, pick it up in the second half. And, and everything is, you know, everything is good after that. Um, Right now you have Mike Williams went out, right? He's done for the season. Josh Palmer is now injured too. It looks like he's going to miss on Sunday. Quentin Johnson, he's had the opportunity before once Mike went out. It's like this is the perfect role. You're basically brought in to more or less replace Mike at some point once they move on from him, and he hasn't been able to do that. He's has all the opportunity to. Like Jordan Addison had multiple guys in front of him, right? And he had TJ Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson. He was still getting his. Zay Flowers, probably not as much competition. It was just Mark Andrews who did end up missing that first week. But you still see, you have to earn targets in the NFL. You know, like, you have to be a good player to get the ball thrown to you. You just don't luck into 15 targets or 10 targets weekly. You need to be a good player to get those targets. And Quinton Johnson isn't even getting targeted, right? Like, screw the catches, the yards. Like, he's not even getting looked at by Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert does not have his trust right now. So if I'm a Chargers fan, I'm seeing what Zay Flowers is doing, What I'm seeing what Jordan Addison is doing. And JSN got off to a bit of a slow start. but We saw last weekend against Arizona, he had a good game, around 60 yards and a touchdown. So right now, Quentin Johnson, it's not looking good for him, and, unfortunately. And
2: you're talking about just rookies, but even guys who have, like, just recently got on teams or has been, you know, behind so many guys like Khalil Shakir, Demario Douglas from New England. Like, when you have your opportunity, it is up to you to make the most of it. And Quentin has not made the most of his opportunities. He has not put himself in better positions to get more opportunities. And you mentioned it. Mike Williams is out. You know, they lost Joshua Palmer's out. And you still have yet to show anything. Like, Zay Flowers has been amazing. Jordan Addison was amazing when Jettis was there. And it's still it's even more amazing. You know, even... Like, it's, it's just insane to me. Like, JSN is starting to figure it out. You know, it took him some time. He even then, he had DK and Tyler Lockett in mm-hmm. front of him. So, like, he's still starting to figure it out. The clock is ticking for Quentin, man. I know, I know it's just his rookie year, but listen, they can get another receiver next year. You know, like, th- there's new receivers coming in that are better than the ones we have. Because that receiver uh, position gets better and better and better. So, the clock is ticking for my boy.
3: It's still early, but it hasn't been great. Hasn't been great so far, not even a little bit. Even JSN, who had been quiet over these first few weeks of the season, we've seen the last two finally get incorporated into the Seahawks offense. And so for Quinn to, like Joel said, not even getting any type of look, any type of opportunity, it's concerning, especially once Mike Will did go down. You thought that with that, that would be the emergence of Quinn. But Josh Palmer has his hands well around the wide receiver two position right now. Herbert and him have had a connection over these last couple of seasons, so that was to be expected, but you're a first-round pick. For you not to be getting any type of opportunity, that is worrisome. It has to be. So, again, I, I like to give the young guys the benefit of the doubt, although I want you to show me something. You still have time. We're, we're going into Week 8 of the NFL season. We saw Amon Ra from Week 10 on, his rookie season, be one of the best receivers in the game. So, again, there's still time for them to, for, for him to grow into that role. But listen, you have to temper expectations at this point in time.
0: In the first round, I mentioned the wide receivers, but two picks after Addison at pick 25, the Bills selected Dalton Kincaid. Mm-hmm. And now he's starting to do his thing and in have a role in his offense. I mean, we're talking about the Chargers. They missed out on Jose, Addison, Kincaid. LaPorta in the second round, Laporta, Michael Mayer. They missed on a lot of good pass catches and even the receivers. Jonathan Mingo hasn't done much to this point. But Rasheed Rice, Jaden Reed in the second round. These are guys that are contributing
3: more. was a fifth-round pick.
0: Yeah, Marvin Mims in the
1: second round.
3: Another one, too, honestly, Deontay Banks. You could have definitely added some help to your secondary, too. He's been awesome so far his rookie season. There was a lot of good players, and as of right now, he's that odd man in that bunch out right now.
0: PFF tracks wide receiver raw separation, and through the first seven weeks, Quentin Johnson is grouped in with Randall Cobb, Jonathan Mingo, and Donovan Peoples-Jones. So wide receivers that are ahead of Quentin Johnson in terms of creating separation, Randall Cobb, Isaiah Hodgins, Jonathan Mingo, Allen Robinson, Rondell Moore. It's not a great group to be in. He, he, I know the opportunity know has been limited, but being
2: five nine and not be able to separate. <laughs> yeah, uh, what, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you? Because you can't jump over anybody. Yeah, a, he's a gadget guy.
1: I was gonna say he's probably getting a lot of screens. You know what I mean? Like actually, design plays. Run a route.
0: Let me see
2: how far you can get separation. He's we, fast. Yeah.
0: We mentioned earlier about Dame's debut with the Bucks. They faced the Sixers. We didn't mention that the Sixers played pretty well in that game Good. without James Harden, who actually, you out. know is their second best player. There was a report that came out that the Sixers security refused to let James Harden board the flight on their road trip. They wanted him to stay back to take some conditioning tests and Harden kind of called their bluff. He didn't think they were serious. He was like, you know what? I'm going to try to get on this team flight. And they refused to let him on. Then we have reports coming out that said the Clippers were willing to trade Terrence Mann for Drew Holiday but they weren't willing to trade him for James Harden they're not willing to trade him for James Harden and the Bulls now might enter the conversation for Harden maybe there's a swap there with Levine and I say that because maybe this is the Bulls idea of a soft rebuild you trade for a guy like Harden Levine goes you don't have that contract and now you're not really tied to anybody long term you you see what you get
2: (laughs) Levine and Philly, you never know. Yeah, you're funny as shit if you think that's what's going LaVine on. Levine goes to Philly. I'm packing my bags. Me too. <laughs> if, that's, if they, dog, if I if I wake up to my phone and I see they traded Zach for Jam- James Harden and I have to watch James Harden and DeMar DeRozan, I'm leaving, bro. That's my last draw. But you said that about Zach and DeMar, bro. What? Like you were okay with
3: Zach and DeMar. Yeah. But James and Demar's is where you draw the line. Yes. Why? That shit sounds ugly as shit. But James Harden was almost a... He was fringe All-NBA last season. DeMar was an All-NBA player two seasons ago. Two seasons ago. But last year, James Harden was fringe All-NBA. Don't care. 21 in 10. Don't S- want to see that shit. Second in assists. Did. Or I think number one in assists. Number two. One. Would of the, you, number would one you or trade two.
0: Kobe White and Patrick Williams for Harden right yes. now? <laughs> Because that's a better package than uh, Terrence Mann for yeah, Harden. Get them the fuck out of here. Who else they want? <laughs> <laughs> Javon
3: Carter. Yeah. Bah. Come on, bro. We can't trade Javon. Yes, we can. We can. I I can, can Alex to Caruso. Uh, nah. That's Ros. What, what if they want
0: Alex Caruso only for Harden? Oh, you gotta do it. Fuck.
3: You would trade Caruso for Harden? I guess. No, nah, I'm not doing I that. it. I would.
2: I, I would. would. Yeah, I would. I I'm on my team man shit. That's why I draw the line.
3: That, you, you that is that. Terrence Mann for the, for the Bulls. Can you
2: believe how far we've come with this guy, Caruso? He's on a one-year deal. to rental. I can talk myself out of it. Okay. Yeah.
0: What do you think about this Harden and Sixers drama right now? I mean, not letting him board the flight on the team road trip. I'll start with you, Riff, because now you want him on the Bulls, apparently. 100%. Um,
2: I want him on the Clippers. I, I want like, I wanted him on the Clippers because he helps poor George get a ring for sure. And I want him on the Bulls because we just need some, like – there's no reason why we're selling out arenas and we're ass. I don't like, what are you going to see? Like, I'm like, so I guess Zach Levine's aura is pretty cool. But uh, and DeMar DeRozan has these games where he takes 30 mid ranges that go in. It's vibes for sure. But like, this is not a good basketball team. They had a players only meeting because we lost <laughs> to the Thunder. Like the j- season just started and they kicked Billy Donovan out the locker room. Ooh. Like, come on, what are we doing here? But, um, it's <laughs> like, this shit isn't, like the season just started. Like, but, um, like you would think teams that missed, like y'all would have a meeting because I missed hella free throws, right? But y'all just like, nah, we, you know, we better than these dudes. But, um, I think just the lack of trust is gone in Philly. Like the lack of trust, the lack of respect, the ethic value for each other. Like it, it's just James Harden and Maury are done. Like they are completely done with each other. And now that they're completely done with each other, Maury does not have to show any life of respect to James Harden and that's vice versa. I respect James Harden for wanting to at least go sit with his teammates, you know, because he un- he is showing that it's not a them problem. It's not a teammate. Like he loves his teammates. It's not them. That's not the issue. He would play with these guys if he if he was if Maury was a man of his word, he would be playing with these guys right now. So I don't blame Harden. I respect Harden for that. As for Maury, like, dude, you making it re- like you? This looks bad on you because you might not ever get a star again if they see the way you're treating your star right now. You know what I'm saying? Like this could affect you in the long run. And not to mention, you gotta give Embiid some help. Like this, is, you have to still, while, um, like doing your doing another star, doing right by your other star, you have to do right by your superstar. Like you have to still. Get him the help on the court. Get him the players so they can play with. And we saw, like, against the Bucks, they need a guy like James Harden to be that other playmaker. The offense looked sloppy at times. It looked like it couldn't get anything going. It looked like it was just fast, fast, fast with no actual idea of what's going to happen next. Just, I'm going to run down the court. Whatever happens, happens. Like, you need that true, uh, you know, playmaker and initiator. Harden would have helped that. I just think, like, at this point, you waiting on a, a perfect deal for James Harden. It's not going to happen. He's on a one-year deal. He just is coming off a pretty bad ending to a playoff run. He's up there in age. You know, he's not going to get any better. Like, and he has dealt with some injuries over the past couple of seasons. So this is a guy who basically is on a one. You're not going to get much from him. You might as well take what you can get now and just go with it and figure it out from there. But the package, the perfect package you're waiting for is never, ever going to come because of the situation you're in with James Harden. I feel off what you said right there is you need to do what's best. For
3: your superstar that's on the court, in my opinion, they tried to do that. You had Ben Simmons; that obviously wasn't the answer. James Harden wanted to come to Philly. Bang! They made that happen. Uh, the one mistake that you could say that they that let Jimmy was
1: walk. Simmons over. Yeah, it's Jimmy Butler. Those Brett Brown,
3: correct, yeah. correct. Jimmy. Jim Jimmy Butler, you traded for him. That was an amazing move. You stacked the deck. You have an elite five out there. You go and you lose to Toronto, a team that would go on to win the championship, and you don't throw Jimmy an offer that is irresponsible. Uh, But outside of that, I feel as if they've, they've done their best with what they've had. Oh, you, you, you didn't like doc. Okay. Let's go and get you Nick nurse, who is widely regarded at this point as an upgrade over doc because of doc's playoff resume. And now James Harden, yes, he's not there, but we understand the talent that is Tyrese Maxey. That was a home run draft pick. He goes and he shows out night one. He was probably the best player on the Philadelphia 76ers last night and you don't have James Harden on the court and yes I don't love the way that they're going about the James Harden situation I don't whether you want to say it's James Harden's fault you want to say it's Daryl Morey's fault regardless what we know is James Harden is an all NBA player last season he wasn't on all NBA but he had the stats to be all NBA last we saw James Harden in the playoffs it wasn't it wasn't his best showing by any means but he still showed when he when he's at his best I can win you two playoff games. I can be the reason why we why we're in a position to beat arguably the best team in the Eastern Conference in the Boston Celtics. But when I don't show up, you're screwed. Right? <laughs> when I don't show up, this team does not have a chance to win. Wouldn't you rather that opportunity to have that fighting chance at least without without uh, James Harden we we saw we saw Philadelphia put up a great fight against Milwaukee even when Milwaukee gave them a nice punch to the mouth they responded very very calmly. Ubre, I don't I'm not going to say we're expecting another performance like that again, but we trust Tyreek's Maxey. We trust that Joel Embiid even in a down night, they the team can still be in a game with Milwaukee. He's going to play better. You need to do what you can to salvage this relationship for the one year. Because if that's not the case, say goodbye to Joel Embiid. Because he's not going to be on the team. And then you're back to the process. They haven't
2: even paid Maxie yet.
3: And Tyrese Maxie. Here's the thing. They're going to trade Joel Embiid. They're going to pay Maxie. And Maxie's going to be the franchise cornerstone. The mighty have fallen. And I say that with respect to Maxie, who I think is an excellent basketball not player. You're not, yeah, not winning, yeah. you're not winning playoff series with Tyrese Maxie as your best player. And I say that respectfully. Tyrese Maxie's a hell of a ball player but you lose Joel Embiid, James Harden's gone after this season, and you're stuck with Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris as your best two players, even though I think Tobias, this is, this he's also year, yeah. on this an expiring also. He's gone. You're screwed. You're screwed. You need to do the best you can to make this your last dance run with one another, fix the relationship, just make it as good as possible for this year, try and go all out to win this year, because after this one, we might not be seeing this same 76ers team again.
1: Absolutely, and it's, you said it, it's, James Harden, of course you want to repair that relationships, but it's about, you have an MVP. He's in his prime. It, this You have a very small window. I mean, you've had a couple of years with Embiid prior to this previous when he won MVP, and you only have a couple more years after this. Tyrese Maxey looked fantastic last night. I mean, he looks like he's ready to take that leap and possibly be the second best player on the 76ers team. I mean, going off for 30 when he was the primary shot creator for that team um, going up against the Bucks was one of his most impressive performances we've seen from Tyrese Maxey, especially on you know their opening night. Going up with all of the hype that the Bucks had with Damian Lillard's debut, and he outside of team that fourth quarter was really taking over the show. Um, so it, it really does feel like almost an ego an ego thing between the front office and James Harden, kind of like who's going to crack first? Are you going to give me my trade? Are you going to show up? And you know, there's been. I wouldn't say conflicting reports, but I feel like you have two kind of different ways to do the reporting between Shams and Woj where – you know, one is saying like, "Listen, he's at home. He's taking care of his mother. She's sick. She's battling something." Of course, if your mother's sick, anyone in your family, you have every right to stay at home, take care of them. Basketball comes second there, and you have other reports saying like, "Oh, he's just not showing up," and they're not giving excuses. excuse. And it's kind of some some nasty journalism from from that side where if there's an actual situation going on at home, James Harden has that right to do it. But if James Harden is just sitting at home and not doing anything, just more or less out of spite or saying, "I need to get traded, or else I am not going to show up." That's a different situation, but that's kind of dead at this point. James Harden did show up. James Harden said, I'm ready to get on this plane and go play against the Milwaukee Bucks. And and they said, no, we're going to stop you and not let you on this plane, which is just insane to think of as an organization who, like you mentioned, Drew, they won you two playoff games. He won you two playoff games last year, right? You were very likely going to lose in five games if it wasn't for James Harden showing up one of those games without Joel Embiid out there, without your MVP playing at all. and. And Bede throughout that series was not MVP Embiid. He was very mediocre for his standards. Harden was the one who at least in those two games showed up. Um, so like Drew mentioned, you don't have the the luxury to just, you know, be like, you know what, Harden, we'll figure it out down the road. Uh, you know, you you could sit at home and you could just you, you could do your thing. We'll just go out here with Maxi and, and beat and keep it pushing. That's not going to work. Harden is an integral part to this team. And whether you want to move off him or keep him on this team, you better do it sooner or later. Because day by day, when James Harden doesn't play, his trade value is just going to go down. You're not going to gain any trade value with James Harden by having him at home, not letting him play, not letting him even be in in the facility, in the vicinity of the team. So it's a very strange way that the the Sixers are, are going about it. But you have to think at some point two heads are going to clash and they have to come to some sort of agreement here because Harden can't be on the bench for the entire season.
0: I think it's important to note that this all stems from Daryl Morey's broken promise to James Harden saying that he was going to give him a max. And we don't know if it was the money or the years that was a problem. James Harden may have won two games for the Sixers in the playoffs, but he didn't show up for the last two. And after you don't show up in that fashion, I don't think Daryl Daryl Morey is obliged to keep his promise because James Harden failed to show up for the team in those moments when you needed him most. That's where this entire situation, that's the frustration of this situation from Harden's side. I can understand him being frustrated, understand him for wanting out of Philly, but ultimately. Harden is the one who made this public and decided not to be a professional. Harden is the one that he accepted his player option. He could have declined it. He had had the freedom to decline his option and say, you know what, I'll take a pay cut like Russell Westbrook just took a pay cut to pay with the Clippers if you really want to be on that team. If money's not that important to you and you really just want to win a championship, he could have went wherever. he wanted he could have been a free agent right now and he could have picked his team handpicked his team he accepted the option Daryl Morey right now does does not want to accept the trade because the Clippers aren't even willing to give them Terrence freaking man who's a backup role player for James Harden Daryl Morey is somebody that Daryl Morey was patient with the Ben Simmons fiasco, and that ultimately netted them James Harden. There was a point in time where people were saying Daryl Morey should trade Ben Simmons for Malcolm Brogdon in the first. Morey stayed patient. He knew a team was going to get desperate. The Nets got desperate to move Harden. Given how Harden's tenure has ended with the Nets, has ended with the Rockets, I cannot give him the benefit of the doubt in this situation. He decided to call out for a trade. He was in the middle of his camp. He was in China. The camp was about the kids. He made that shit about himself by requesting a trade on camera in front of everybody. And what good did that do? You can't blame the Sixers for thinking he's now a distraction and Ultimately, the compromise is going to be Harden playing for this team because the Sixers own his rights. If he doesn't show up, then he cannot be a free agent after this season. He has to play. But even then, I think this relationship is fractured, and I'm disappointed in how James Harden has handled the situation. Daryl Morey deserves so much blame in this. He does. He's the one who started
3: it. So but, then why are we why are we being critical because, on Harden?
0: Because Harden is still getting paid 37 million a year. Harden is still making millions of dollars to play a sport. What Daryl Morey did has no What Daryl Morey did has nothing to do with But Harden was ready to go on the plane and and be with the team. That's the Sixers wanted him to stay back and do some conditioning. That's what they wanted. He was going to be fine for the home opener. It's not like the Sixers are icing Harden out and saying, we don't want you with the team at all. They're just saying for the road trip for this one, you're going to stay back. That's it. Daryl Morey, what he did, he deserves criticism. But James Harden, let's not act like he was voluntarily going to training camp. He showed up when he absolutely had to show up or else he wouldn't get his money. That's when he showed up. He didn't show up at the start. He missed the majority of it. You let Joel Be down. You let Tyrese Maxey down. You let Tobias down. P.J. Tucker and James Harden are brothers. You let him down. At some point, it's about being there for your teammates, being there for your new coach. You could give a damn about Daryl Morey. This is James Harden's career. He's supposed to steer it in the direction that he wanted to go in. He's supposed to save his own reputation. He tried. He did not save his reputation by being public with his trade request and not showing up to training camp until he absolutely had to. Joel, He's man, the one who's prolonged this. this
3: situation. I have issue with this. And you know what? You, you could put this in your claim of being the most unbiased analysis. That's fine. When are you going to ride for something, dude? Ride oh. for what? When are you gonna ride for? <laughs> what do you mean? It's like bro, the was. fact that you're turning you're turning your back on Harden in this situation when very easily, Daryl Morey said, "Listen, accept your option. Accept your option. We want you here for the long term." He accepted his option. I don't disagree with you, right? you, hey, well, you know, you, you didn't have to. You didn't have to. But no, he he thought that Morey was a man of his word. Had
2: a relationship before. This. There was
3: a exactly. He accepted his option, anticipating that he would get the long term contract. Morey played him. Maury played him. And so what? Am, am I supposed to be at another upset at another man for, for wanting his money? No. That, that can't be. Now listen, if you want to say criticism in terms of harden for lack of a better term, disappointing when, when you needed him the most, that's a different conversation. But when it comes to money, you can't blame another man for wanting his. 70, At this,
0: You have, you have your time long, timeline wrong. This
2: happens a lot in the NBA. Though.
0: James Harden had an option the past two seasons. Last year, he took a $15 million pay cut. Was that in benefit to the Sixers? Yes. Okay. But he took that pay cut. Why? So they can go out and sign P.J. Tucker. So they can bring in Daniel House. Really, it was P.J. Okay, Tucker. Really. So
3: now let's talk about this offseason where he had a chance yes, to leave. This
0: offseason, Daryl Morey did not... Go to James Harden this offseason and say, I want you to be here long term. That did not happen. So then why did he accept his option? He accepted the option because James Harden was under the assumption he would be traded.
2: Oh, I don't think that's what it was. It It was. that There was a promise that Daryl Morey made to James Harden that made him accept his offer. He believed in his word. The
0: promise was made last year. Daryl Morey said, if you take this pay cut next year, you're going to get max dollars. That was the promise. The promise was not But what kind of statement the-
3: what kind of statement is it? I'm not saying you. I'm saying what kind of statement is it? Yeah, it makes more sense for me to opt into this and then request a trade. That makes that makes no sense. That's exactly what happened. He requested a trade. No, I understand. My point being is, why would that be the case when you can just opt out and go wherever you want and still get paid? That's what you're I'm wondering. More money with the the, opt-in the but that's what I'm saying, it, that's that, why. then that yeah. can't
0: be the case. He took the reason why he stayed is to get his money. And I'm not knocking him for doing that, but like if you Fred don't,
3: just got 40 mil, you're telling me that James Harden after an all NBA type season wasn't going to get 40? There's yes. only a, there's yes. only a handful of teams. I'm telling that you that's the, the, the case. Available. That's that's just I, I can't find that as an impossibility. It's like
0: it's not impossible to Drew because he just the averaged
3: twenty one was the league leader in assists. He was inconsistent in the playoffs, fine, but again, he just came off a, one of his most efficient seasons.
0: He was gonna get paid. You're missing that he's quit on his last three teams. Oh. That's that's why they don't
3: want to pay him. He Philadelphia. How he took a pay cut to bring PG- trade. He took he requested a trade because Maury wasn't a man of his word. The Nets and Rockets, yes. The Nets and Rockets, yes. And the Rockets, get, he kind of saw through until the the writing was on the wall that he was not going to win a championship up to training with camp them. Overweight,
0: agreed. agreed. He he played well for the first two games and then completely stunk it up and showed no effort on a basketball court. And re- remind me, was he was he adamant on going to the Nets? And did he
3: quit he was on the adamant Nets? On going you to the tell Nets. me all the time. He, he did played quit. on a grade two he, hamstring.
0: He quit on the Nets
3: because he, he requested a
0: trade. If Harden does not request a trade. With the Nets, I, I sincerely believe KD, Kyrie, and Harden are still on the Nets right now. I think he the reason why they ultimately blew up started with him. That's not true
1: because they made, didn't
3: want to pay Kyrie. Kyrie true. was the one that broke up that, that, that duo. Well, Simple. Harden requested the trade first. No, I understand that he was gone, Harden but the duo staying. The exactly. Like that was situation. completely different from Kyrie and KD. Kyrie requested a trade because they were not going to sign him long
0: term. Harden requested a trade because Kyrie Irvin didn't play because of the vaccine at home games that year and Kevin Durant had gotten injured with KD they were winning games. When KD went out, James Harden had to carry the team, and then he realized KD's hurt, Kyrie's not playing, I don't want to be a part of this situation. He quit on it early. Yes, he did. So When when the the report, when Harden first opted into his option this offseason, the report, whether it was from Shams or Woj, it clearly stated, James Harden opted in with the expectation he's going to be traded.
2: That was a report. I found it because at first... James Harden said after the loss against the Boston, nope. there was no communication. Like Maury didn't talk to him at all. And then he said he 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 they they had a conversation and they did not promise him a long term contract. So he was like, all right, I'm gonna opt in and you just trade me. That's that's how it went because he you know he wanted a long term contract. He wanted to stay with Philly. Maury was like, no. So he opted in with his contract so he can be traded because he didn't want to opt out and then go to a bad team because there was no teams with real money.
0: It's just not the Sixers that view Harden like this. The Clippers, they're willing to trade Terrence Mann for yeah, they Drew. Team in for draw, man. they're, they're not willing to trade Terrence Mann that for James sense. Harden. And you know what? After watching the Clippers opener, I know it was against the Blazers. After watching her opener, after watching Russ with the Clippers and Russ what he did in the playoffs when Kawhi and Paul George were not out there, I think it would be a slap in the face for the Clippers to trade for James Harden. They should allow Russell Westbrook to run this team. He he has deserved the shot to run this team. He looks the happiest he's been since being sure. in L.A. For sure. And bringing in Harden, you know, I understand they're friends. It gives them a better chance. But ultimately, you know, the reason why the Clippers shouldn't be in the mix for a big-time move is because – Kawhi and PG are supposed to be your big time stars, but it's just the uncertainty around their injuries is, is, is why too? they feel like is that they need to make a, a move. that a
2: contradiction though? Like you said, it would be a slap in the face, but Maury just did a slap in the face to James Harden.
0: No, no, no. I know Maury. What he did is not right. I, I am not. I'm not justifying what Maury did. They don't have
2: no real loyalty to Westbrook.
0: But I'm. But I'm saying the Clippers, it would be a slap in the face to trade for Harden because Westbrook has been, has been loyal to them. Westbrook. Took a huge pay cut to be uh, with this
2: team. No, I don't think so. I think there was if we if there was no deal if there was no contracts out for Harden, there wasn't no contracts out there that was for Westbrook. Westbrook, like that. Got, Westbrook got like five. 000. I would say he got enough. He contracts. got nothing. So I'm though. saying, but it wasn't gonna be no big money deal either out there. Like he wasn't gonna get no big money for, for Harden. No, He or wasn't for, for, for either Westbrook one. either. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. And I think like I'm
3: the Clippers. I'm, am I tweaking for thinking that Harden was great in the regular season? No, no you're, you're not. not. You're, not. So you're not. It's the more the playoffs. Harden,
0: Harden the production. He's worth that money. There's no doubt. It's all the off it's all the optics of Harden and yep. what he comes with as a player. That's the reason why teams don't want him. Mm-hmm. The Houston Rockets, Ime Udoka came out and said we don't want Harden. That his his sense. home his hometown, his I mean his the team that he built his legacy on, on. Mm-hmm. Ime said we they wanted Fred. They wanted a culture setter instead of Harden.
1: Makes Harden, sense,
0: Harden used Houston as a leveraging situation all season long last year. There were multiple, report, multiple reports that came out During sporadically the season, throughout yeah. the season. Harden wants to go back to Houston. Harden's on a return to Houston. Those came out because Harden was putting out there. Philly, Houston wants me back, and they want to pay me big-time money, so you guys have to match that. Daryl Morey called the bluff and said, I don't think they want you. That's why I'm not going to offer you that. Is Morey ultimately in the wrong Yes, because he made a promise to Harden that I do believe was made, and he should stick by it given their history. But I am upset at how Harden has handled this situation because I feel like you're still getting paid. Maxi's right now. He's not playing on an extension. He's playing out there. He's doing his thing. Harden's still getting paid thirty-seven mil. Show up. Show up for your teammates. Show up for your new coach and rebuild your reputation. Because right, right now Harden is losing more in this situation than the Sixers are.
2: Yeah, I mean he 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 did try to show up. He t- I read the report. He did try to play in the final preseason game against the Hawks. You know he has been working out nonstop, so he is intent still in basketball shape. He like like we said before, he tried to come on a trip with them. So but that's
3: why I just don't know why he's getting heat in this situation. I think
2: I do think Philly loses more because inevitably you'll lose Joel Embiid, and I think that right and there sorry, is though. the like you're not you're not just gonna lose Harden, you're gonna lose Joel Embiid. You're gonna have to start this process, which we probably thought they were gonna have to do it anyways, but you're probably gonna have to start this process. All over again. And you're going to start with Maxi on a rookie s- extension, probably. So you went through four years
3: of being one of the laughing stocks of the NBA. Process. Yeah. And listen, it worked out in their favor. Whether whether you liked Ben Simmons or not, it started with Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Those were the two guys that that set the tempo for them. And immediately we saw the results there. It didn't work out with Ben Simmons. You go and now you bring in James Harden as a, as a, a different option. It's like you've done so much in, in, in such a, a good amount of time that it, it'll be for nothing when you didn't even make an Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, they failed. Let me, let me ask I don't think
1: you. they're making the ECF, though. Not not no a more. game away? They, they have a better, better chance. This, but no the Celtics got better and the Bucks got the better. The Celtics are better. If there was any year, it would have been last year.
0: But but it question for you, though. Year. What's up, Tolkien? Is star over really the worst thing?
2: No, I think it's the most. Because mold. Joel Embiid is going to net you four to five first-round picks.
0: But yes, but like Joel Embiid himself has not been able to get over the hump in the playoffs because he's sure. always hurt. And it's like maybe the best case scenario for the Sixers. Well, I don't think Maxie's a cornerstone, he's definitely a building
3: block. And
0: if you can trade Starting Embiid... a rookie
3: max, though. But if the you, building block with him, Harden, Embiid, But if you're paying him great.
0: nothing, that's like Portland right now paying Simons.
2: No, he'll get more than Simons. No, he's... He will.
3: He's, not significantly more, though. No. If Simons Maxie's, only making 20 Here's mil. the thing, bro. If, if Maxie hoops this north season... North of 33. Let's say Maxie hoops like the way that we saw... Let's not expect 30 every night. Yeah. But let's say he really is the most improved player this season. Philadelphia is a top five seed in the NBA. He has a claim to make upwards
2: of $35 million. Maxie Maxi is getting okay. thirty regardless.
0: And B can get you those picks and yep. young players, I too, agree. though.
2: I think, like, I, I I thought they would break it up in the summer of next year, but I'm all with you. I, I, it's not a bad thing, like, to start over and just trade and be, say, fuck it, trade Harden for whatever you can get, maybe get, like, one first-round pick or whatever, and just start it over. Like, you have Maxi, like you mentioned, you're probably going to have to pay him whatever. That'll probably be your only loan contract on the deal. You can probably... Keep melting if you want to trade him. You could probably get something out of him too. You know, maybe like a couple second rounders or something. PJ Tucker is probably going to rep- retire after this year. or You can trade him with Harden too. You know, let him go with his buddy. But it, it, Philly's probably best chance with. Bucks getting Dame and the Celtics just getting Drew and Porzingis. Their best chance right now is to probably build it up anyways. While Drew is at this age, you know you got Dame at this age. You probably should just start over now, to where you can get a better team in a couple years when those guys are probably. And and it's not
1: that we've seen the Sixers peak. It's just. We've seen it, it. it does feel kind of repetitive that every year, like we know in the regular season, they're going to be a top three, four seed. We know they're going to win in the first round. And then the second round comes around and they get matched up either against an opponent that's better than them or their star player, whether it's Embiid or Harden this past season, just, just doesn't show up. You got something in your eye, bro? Yes, but I'm good now. Okay. I, was, I was in hell for about and five minutes. And to so, point,
0: there's been a lot of different reporting on this situation. Yep. Chris Haynes is the one that released an article about Harden not getting on the flight. Chris Haynes is very pro player. Uh, you have Woj, who feels more pro front office, yeah. uh, and then Sham just kind of feels like the middle guy. For him. Um, I, I feel like the truth is somewhere in the middle, for sure. You know, I don't, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think uh, the Sixers have handled this situation entirely great, and I don't think Harden maybe has handled this as great as Chris Haynes is reporting that. You know, oh, he's showing up, he's active, he's trying to be here. You know, I think definitely it's somewhere in the middle. On to the 2020 NBA redraft. Now, our, the original topic for this was going to be grading extensions, but most of the grades have come from this draft class, and this draft class is, is one of the worst ones that we could say in yes, recent history.
1: The, Joel wanted to do a full first round of the 2020 uh, draft. This guy bored. I wanted
0: to give respect to you know Peyton Isaiah Richard. Stewart. Where were we drafting James Wiseman? Is he going to be in the lottery <laughs> picks? We
1: don't know. James Hardy wouldn't be in the first. Excuse me, James Wiseman
0: wouldn't be in the first round. So. 2020 NBA redraft. 2020 NBA re- redraft, one of the worst drafts in recent memory. You know what, Drew? I'll let you start it off with the first overall pick, and we all know who that should be.
3: Wow, you're actually overly generous. I'm surprised that you would give me that honor, given the fact that we know who number one's going to be. It's going to be the guy who was selected number one in the original draft, Anthony Edwards. Yes, sir.
2: Do Golden State
3: justice. Oh, am I going to do Golden State? Justice? Let's let Riv do Riv, the second overall okay, pick. What do you got? Riv,
0: you have the second overall pick for the Warriors. Mm. Is it Tyrese or is it Lamelo?
3: Mm, you know.
0: I'll say tell you what,
3: a, a lot could be told off this answer. You
2: bringing that. up Tyrese is interesting because what Lamelo and Tyrese can both bring to this team in the in the transition as shooters is tough. I think Tyrese is a little bit better off ball, but I do like Lamelo's size because for a team that lacks size, Lamelo 6'8", can come in do some things. I would go with LaMelo. With and he's this got the pick. ratchet. Mm-hmm. They both do. So that's why True. I ain't, you know, but I would go LaMelo with this pick. I, I like 6'8, big guard, can come in. And I think he'll be, like, I think his peak is higher than Tyrese. And I think Golden State can be the one to unlock it. So I'd go Tyrese here.
0: But the third overall pick, this is easy for the Charlotte Hornets. James White Going with Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm cool going with that. Tyrese Halliburton, basically filling in that LaMelo role Nose. for them.
1: Do us yeah, justice, please. Uh, what we got? We got Chicago, Chicago. here. There's definitely a drop-off after the top three. And then there's there's like another group of players, like probably like
3: two or three. But
1: I would take Tyrese Max here at four.
3: Okay. We're here. I would take Tyrese. All right, I'll tell you what. Ah, For five, for Cleveland, they need a wing. It's going to be Jaden McDaniels. At the
0: time, though, they didn't have Mitchell. Does that change your mind at all?
3: I would have took Devin Vassell. Vassell definitely was number two on my list. But I think with with Jaden, you get all NBA defense. He still can knock down a shot. I I love Jaden here.
0: I like that a lot. He
3: adds for the perfect fit of the defensive scheme or the defensive presence that Cleveland has.
2: Mm.
3: Vassell was number two on my my thought
2: process. This pick is tough because they just picked DeAndre Hunter. Cameron Reddish probably just got traded at this point. Clint's there, so I'm I'm gonna go Devin Vassell here. Regardless, you're oh, not wow. gonna stay on Yaka. No, I'm gonna go Devin Vassell. At this point, I'm thinking. I mean, me personally. Oh I
0: hell, no! on not here.
2: No, I would have traded. What Clint. other big is this is is they
0: have they had Clint. Wait, so you're going with Vassell over Desmond Bain?
2: Oh, was the 30th pick. I'm yeah. sorry, yeah, We're going him. Bain. Thank Fuck. you. I forgot he was in his draft. So Desmond Bain here. Oh no! Wait, stop! It's between Bain and Vassell. Trey and Bain. That's deadly. It is, but it's small. Trey and Vassell and Hunter. But
3: the thing is, they run Ja. Well, Ja, obviously, he's ja taller men-
2: He compliments... And he's
3: sports. super athletic. He can jump out the gym.
2: I'll go Trey and Bane, though. That, that shooting yeah, is nuts. A and, yuck, it yeah, definitely on
3: Yucca makes no
2: sense. I No, apologize. I wasn't going in Yucca at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go Trey and Bane. I'll go train and Bane for sure.
3: With the seventh
0: overall pick... Yeah, Bane was right in my face. The Pistons selected a point guard. In the original draft, they selected Killian Hayes. He's also not getting drafted. I am gonna go with a point guard, but I'm gonna go with the Knicks point guard Emmanuel Quickly mm. at the seventh overall pick. Give them a franchise guy. Emmanuel Quickly is quietly one of the best defenders at the guard position. He was six Did man of the year runner a franchise up. Franchise guy. I think he he can definitely average twenty points per game and six is seven. Six. still on the board. Or yeah, Sell is still, still on the board. was next. Mm. Mm. You think
2: Quickly's a franchise guy?
0: I think he, if he was drafted by the Pistons, he'll be one of those guys.
2: Okay, they'll be yes. the first. They'll have the first pick again. <laughs> no, they will <we're> not. <laughs> yes, They're sleeping on Quickly. Quickly's a good player. Quickly, if he gets his situation, Franchise he's going to thrive. That was a
0: nuts. He's a building block. Right, he's we're a building, building block.
2: I respect that.
1: Yeah, building block. We're That hey, was crazy. One of the best six men in the league right now. Sure. Oh. Probably the best.
0: This was between Quickly and Devin Vassell. I understand Vassell is a wing, so you might favor him, but for the Pistons. I don't even remember who they had. The they Pistons guard, legitimately had nothing. They needed a guard. Yeah. I'm going with Emmanuel quickly here.
1: Uh, so, with the eighth pick, the Knicks took Obi Toppin in this class. Um, we will not be taking Obi. Round. We will be taking Den Bissell.
3: Okay, that's a good pick. I like that.
0: That was always the pick, man.
3: That was always the pick. Uh, no, the pick no, was supposed Tyrese to be Tyrese Halliburton. It the was. Pick. That's that's the shit that's tragic. All right, so number nine with Washington. They originally selected Denny Advia. He actually did just get an extension. Get picked. He might get picked. Honestly, it's between him, Sadiq Bay, Cole Anthony. Maybe not so much now. I think I'm gonna go with Denny Advia. Honestly, he, he's the best defender available right now at this at this position. Obviously, Washington likes what he can offer. He's a, he's a excellent defender, one of the better perimeter defenders. Uh, underrated, you know, in terms of moving the ball around. I'm gonna stay with Denny Advia.
2: Oh, so I got Phoenix, and twenty after 2021, I believe they're in the playoffs. They are officially a top team. Jalen Smith is not the pick. Mm-hmm. I could have went Josh Green here, but I know Bridges is there. I know Cam Johnson is there. Correct. So I'm going to go with, hmm, I'm going to go see Sadiq Beck. Yep. Bring a guy off the yep. bench. I was thinking Isaiah Stewart, but I like the spacing Sadiq Beck brings you. So I'm going to go for the shooting. You could bring him off the bench. He can play the small ball four if you want him to play. I'll go Sadiq Bey here.
0: For the 11th overall pick, the Spurs in the original draft selected Devin Vassell. Would've
2: At the time,
0: pick. I kind of felt like they needed a big man. So, I'm going to go with Onyeka here. I think Onyeka with the 11th overall pick, this is where he gets slotted. If I was the Suns, I would have thought about Onyeka too. Just thinking about it. As a backup way. big. That's why they drafted Jalen Smith. So, I'm going Onyeka with I don't, 11th I don't pick. pick. I don't
2: want to keep putting Onyeka in as a backup, man. He keeps... I need him, I need him as a starter. He
0: needs man. a shine.
2: Um. So, who do I got? We got...
1: Twelfth pick the Kings. Kings in real life. took so Tyrese Halliburton. Phenomenal. Phenomenal selection. You're sitting right in your face. Um, Who do we have left on the board? So...
2: Josh Green. Obi Toppin.
0: Patrick Toppin. Williams.
1: Josh Green, Josh Green is on my, my, my short list. It's too loud, uh, man. Asked us a question. Sadiq. Sadiq ba- did, 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 ba- did get, 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 um, get taken. Um, Trey
2: Jones is there. If you want to go point guard again. Um, Cole Anthony. Nick Richards. Cole Precious. Isaiah Cole. Joe is on this draft. I know.
1: Isaiah Joe, another sniper. sniper boy, I think, I mean, either way, you're probably going with the shooter here. I'm probably between, Cole Anthony is interesting too. So he we're in this, in this world, we're assuming that they didn't have Tyrese Halliburton, right? No, but they Tyrese had De'Aaron Fox. They did, Fox did have Fox, Fox. So it. people always
0: thought the pick so you for Tyrese was Sabonis. redundant.
1: Mm.
2: You do not True. get Sabonis, buddy.
1: Sorry. Yeah, no Sabonis. Um, you're fucked here, actually. <sighs> There's no like obvious picks. Any obvious.
0: He got picked. He, I did took get
1: pick, he got picked. You I, t- by the I Wizards? kept him at Washington. I think I would go with Josh Green here. Oh, you did? I would go with Josh Green here at 12 for
3: the uh, for the Kings. Why didn't you pick Josh Green first? Uh or Washington. Denny Otvich is an amazing defender.
2: He is. Okay.
0: So we didn't think about Obi at the 12th pick with the Kings.
2: Obi's not allowed to be picking this one. But that
0: two-man game between Fox and Obi? Nobody's
2: moved. I, I go with Josh Green. Please respect Obi. So you took Josh, Josh, Josh Green, Green. Josh Green just shot 40%. Like yeah, you're a bad We're all passing.
0: Josh Green is good.
3: All right, for the Pelicans, originally they selected Kira Lewis Jr. I'm between Trey Jones. I'm between Cole Anthony. And I'm going to lean Cole Anthony, who was amazing opening night against Houston. Uh, last season didn't prove in terms of efficiency. This year, it's looking as if off the bench, which is going to be his prime. Where he's gonna be able to do a lot of his his damage, mm. can be efficient in that role. I think Cole Anthony would be a great pick for uh for the Pelicans. All
1: right, it's your time, Riv. Your guy's still on the board.
0: Fourteenth pick, the magic. Who the hell is my guy? Patrick Williams.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: fourteenth uh, pick is the Celtics. That actually, I'm thinking, it was? Yeah. I thought the Magic had that. No, Celtics it, is four they had picked Aaron Nesmith. Yeah, Neesmith. Oh, for real? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I think what was your team like
1: that year? 2020, so was that Kemba's year? So was that Kemba, Evan Fournier,
2: uh, of course, Tatum Brown. You had Horford, smart. Yeah. I'll go Patrick Williams here. Okay, yeah, I'll go Patrick Williams here. Good role player, can shoot the ball, can defend. Going to come and do a little bit of what you expect Jordan Walsh to do. So, yeah, um, I'll go Patrick Will here. Ain't, ain't shit left to really pick from. Yeah. It's either him or Isaiah Stewart. So
1: mm-hmm. I z- so the, the snubs... Isaiah Joe gets snubbed. Such a nasty. Isaiah ass Stewart, Aaron Nismith,
2: Xavier Tillman, Trey in Jones gets snubbed. Yeah, Trey Obi Jones.
1: Toppin.
3: They're probably next up. <laughs> um, let you me know ask who's you.
0: a quiet snub, low key?
3: Nick
2: Richards. Richards. Oh. Okay,
3: okay. okay, okay. Riv, let me ask you: uh, Cole Anthony or Pat Will? It depends. I only say that because I'm trying to think back to their team at 2020. In 2020, they selected.
0: They took Payton Kyrus. Pritchard in the oh, draft it was Leonardo.
2: too. He Amai- got traded
3: though. What the fuck? No, no, paying pitcher was Boston.
0: No, I know. That's what I'm saying. So like in this draft, what they needed was given that they took Neesmith and Pritchard, they needed like a shooter and, and a
3: guard. Fuck. Who are we talking I'm talking about we're talking about the Pelicans?
0: Oh the Pelicans.
3: Oh. Who did they originally take? The Pelicans Kira. took Kira. Kira. Yeah. Yes.
2: They needed a guard. So
3: that's why I went Cole. That's fair. But I think Pat Will, at the time, I'm trying to think Herb Jones was 2021. No, he yes. was yeah. Herb Jones got drafted. 2021. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That yeah, was a Josh Giddy Because the last two, they Trey went Goon. They went Herb Jones, which is, of Trey course, Murphy. second round, and then Trey Murphy in the first. Yeah. So that's why, in hindsight, I guess maybe Pat Will would have been there. But again, injuries. No, I'm they need. Clear. They took a guard. But I'm wondering. I wanted your opinion.
2: I'll be honest. Um, CJ, Herb, Trey.
3: All came after 2020. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. They yes, needed yes. a guard at the time. They did.
0: Yeah. Because their guard was Devontae Graham, and they just lost Lonzo Ball, I believe. <laughs>
1: That's hard. Uh, s- uh, sleeper changed Puka profile picture of Pikachu. I'm
3: actually unlocked. I'm unlocked. I just became the best team in the league overnight.
1: And they made Bijan uh, mustard. Dijon mustard.
3: Yeah, did you see what they oh, did? No, it's it?
1: Bijan's uh, mustard.
3: Mustard. Bichon his Mustardson. company. Yeah, his, com- his company.
2: That's going uh, <laughs> to that. go. uh, do, do it for the show. Let's go. Close it out, Riv. Bijan mustard. That's going to do it. Come on, let it. That's going to do it for the show. Thank you guys for watching. If you want to follow us, follow us at pickaside.com. Pick us out on TikTok. Pick us <laughs> out out us on pick Twitter. Uh, don't forget, Riv Academy, Fantasy React yes, Show, Joel Moran Show. Joel is also dropping a new show for the New York Jets and his team. When's
0: when the first episode coming
1: out? When is the first episode? I have no idea. Is has the, has it's separate no YouTube channel, I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking tomorrow. I might
2: do one. the game is Sunday, Joel knows Jets. Joel I have
0: to I have to drop.
2: Yeah, if the game Sunday. is Sunday, you should drop pretty soon, you know? Like yeah. <laughs> pretty either, you know. But uh thank you guys for watching and enjoy the rest of your day. Happy Halloween.